Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Ty? Hi. Ty? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. He's a cool cat, man. Superstitious beers? Superstitious beers? I got a little taco meat on my chest. I grabbed a handful of lunch meat and shoved it down my teammate's throat. I'm a former long snapper. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. At the Burlington... Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what the f*** just happened. Did not flub at all. It send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host... Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Come to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, and enjoy watching us uh, do this program and be a part of the show and we got some guests to get to on today's program including got a lot of football talk today some uh, football previews coming up jeff nadu big man on campus will join us we'll talk some college football preview the big 12 coming up in about 20 minutes or so and talk a little east carolina athletics uh, football with him as well coming up uh, here in hour number one hour two our man brandon manning will join us to talk some baseball we'll look at gavin williams performance the other night the other pirates that are participating in major league baseball burley minor league baseball connor norby and also summer leagues and uh, everything in between with b-man at four o'clock shirley rhodes was busy but i put together another all-star edition of name that sound shirley versus chandler coming up so i've got some sounds we'll play at around 4 30 on today's show and we'll continue our ecu football opponent previews today we will talk about the team that I'm going to take to win the AAC this year. UTSA, Jared Kalmus will join us. He covers the Roadrunners and will get to know one of the newest teams in the American. UTSA had a great year last year, top 25 team. So we'll talk about the Roadrunners. Pirates will go to the Alamo Dome later this year. And oh yeah, ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall will join us coming up on the show as well. So a big show here on a Thursday. We got Shirley Rhodes. We got intern Joey. We got the chan man to my left and we don't have video so we will uh attempt to get video on chandler here's here hey chandler hey clipper how you doing bad don't be bad we're not on video joey's got us he's got us when's he gonna get us right now (laughs) right now hey there's no tomorrow. Yeah, I realized I looked. I was like, I might need to go in there and help him, but it was too late. I didn't want to leave you hanging. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to leave him hanging. Then I didn't want to leave you hanging. I was in like, oh, I was. You're in a, in a tough spot. I was in a very tough spot. All right. Well, uh, no, I'm doing good. But now he has really the expert, the big dog, in there helping him out. So right. I think we're good. We got the big dog. We got Shirley Rhodes. We got Joey. We got Chandler, and we've got you. Welcome in to the program. All right, Chandler, news of the day. Go. News of the day. 
if you don't got something i got something because you showed me we got new uh ecu basketball practice picks yes we do yes very excited about that See, we are we are nut jobs because yeah. like we legitimately got excited about that yeah like, see i said there's new for- basketball picks the new picks and you are immediately out. got up came across the room and i had said, to look and there were some new faces we saw bobby pettiford driving to the rack um saw uh the the facing kid out of goldsboro yeah. so uh, a lot of new faces for ecu basketball um let's see they just showed bradley bill being introduced in phoenix um <laughs> wait let's see i thought we were going ecu first but uh all, all right, right that, toss that's that. fine that's toss fine that. no that's good ecu first is there news not really there is nothing going on we're in a bit of a dead time here i tried to find something i tried to help you out uh, let's let's talk about that you tried to find something nah, you just said that so i'm just curious what you did like what how, how much did you effort to find something i fought really hard okay but here's the problem i can't think that good what did you <laughs> <laughs> i mean what a statement you just made i tried really hard to find something i'm gonna i'm gonna have to call bs on that one and, and I'm not saying it's your job to do so. Dude, I'm worn out from thinking for the past <laughs> minute. All right, how about this? I saw this yesterday. That's, uh, not news, from ye- that's news from yesterday. <laughs> but we didn't talk about it yesterday. Okay. Jeff Goodman, uh, of course, covers college basketball, said the D1 Council, who um, was also informed the overwhelming majority of second-time undergrad transfers thus far that have been denied waivers. Uh, there were exceptions, but minimal. Many of them have been ruled on uh, on thus far where football doesn't bode well for those trying in basketball. Do you know why I would bring that up? Do you know what relevance that has to this conversation? No, tell me. Because you're excited about seeing Cam Hayes play, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you might have to wait a year. That's why I bring that up. Yeah. Because there were some exceptions to the, uh, <clears throat> the second-time undergrad transfer. So Hayes went from... NC State to LSU to East Carolina. So they, he needs a waiver to play immediately, um, and may not get that. So, they, but he may. I'm just saying. I know your people are excited about Cam Hayes, and yeah. and even Bobby Pettiford is excited about Cam Hayes. But it may not be uh, that we see him this year. That's that's giving me some old school vibes. The I- movie old school no not that just old school in general back in our day when transfers had to wait a year Mm -hmm. are you done with that news i think i'm done with that news are you sure going once going twice you're done done all right i've actually got some news that i saw earlier today that i had forgot about but then just thought about while you were giving some basketball news uh john rothstein this is march this is march this is actually june but john rothstein with a little nugget today he said that Texas Rodney uh, Texas's Rodney Terry will hire East Carolina assistant Nick Matson as a member of his staff. Matson had previously worked for Terry as an assistant coach at both UTEP and Fresno State, and that rounds out Terry's um, uh, staff at Texas. All right. So does that mean we need to make uh, another hire in hoops? Is that up? Does he have to, or does he need? I mean, is that up to Mike Schwartz? Are you saying is it a mandate we have a certain number? I don't I don't think it is, but I'm sure he'll make that higher. Yeah. To fill that spot. Kind of out. Very is this late? Would you consider this a late move? Well, Bob Seeger said, I know it's late. I know you're weary. I know your plans don't include me. 
still here we are both of us lonely longing for shelter and all that we see right so uh, with all that being said yes i, I think th- i see where you're going <laughs> uh it's somewhat late yeah to answer your question yeah so nick madsen and if it, i looked up his picture today and i thought this was the guy but he is the um besides mike schwartz because i believe mike schwartz is the the yeller the most physical person on the bench if there was a second guy i think it's this guy i think this is mr stomper he stomps a lot does a lot of screaming uh does a lot of directions mm-hmm. you know go over here get around this guy is he the uh white guy they show on the screen and sometimes say this yes, is mike schwartz that's the same guy <laughs> okay that is nick matson so espn uh whatever network we were on that game or yeah. two when uh mike schwartz was uh incorrectly incorrectly identified on the screen yeah several times this year unfortunately yeah uh thank you john moody for bringing that story up chandler had just grabbed it but uh appreciate it moody always helping us out john you got any uh tv news for us i don't think john, we have any football tv news we had that a couple weeks ago jay mood is our tv guy chad is uh saying hello to us on facebook and youtube to get those likes in way to go chad get the numbers up we appreciate that uh let's see what jamie's got going on he said my buddy said he saw a kid on top of a car holding a mattress down while going down memorial drive to work today too fast to get a pick and he says was that chandler no it wasn't chandler he's not doing anything reckless out there like that no when's the last time you did something reckless oh man let's see just kind of just like man i shouldn't be doing this Nah, it's been a while. Yeah. Been a while. Same. Probably college. No. You ain't done nothing reckless since college. Let's see. And got out of control. Let's see. Yeah, maybe. Chandler, here's a personal question. Have you ever had any run-ins with the law? That's very personal. You don't want to get into it? That's very personal. All right. It is. I didn't know if you would want to. Should we ask Joey? You know what? Yes, I have. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Yes, I have okay i've got buddies that are law enforcement officers ah so you stay on the right side of the law yeah joey when's the last time you were arrested uh never been arrested well keep that going buddy <laughs> sir can Good i ask you. you the same thing about what have you ever had a run with the law yes i have too uh Cashel. <laughs> you're a jokester huh yeah you bring the uh the jokes that's good uh, that would be sergeant curtis to you oh, oh. excuse me it's only cashel to me it's sergeant curtis to you sergeant curtis sorry <laughs> she's gonna Man. kill me when she oh, gosh. just yeah mm. i can just see her busting down that door hey sarge john says clip do you have a sticker on your shirt no i have a patch it is a sewed on patch. I have a patch. Swansea City Football Club. Uh, Eric says Chandler was too busy today setting records, selling advertising. I don't mean to boast and tell my personal business. You don't want to brag. You don't want to boast. This is a this is a record year for me. Good job, good job, buddy. And I'm not done yet. I'm not tired yet. <laughs> I'm not ready to lay down and just enjoy my record year. He ain't full. He's still ready to eat. My goal is to set the bar so high that I can't even get to the next record. But guess what? I will. I ain't done yet. (laughs) People, hey, the other day, Clip said, now, look, don't get satisfied. Because I I think this was the day I might have made two sales in a day. 
I, I said this to you. You said something about like don't now. Hey, don't get don't be satisfied. Yeah. Don't, don't stop. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, you've got to stay hungry. Yeah. Because if you stop being hungry, what oh. do you do? Oh, yeah, I remember you saying this to me. Uh, say that again. When you stop being hungry, what do you do? When you stop being hungry, you stop eating. When you stop eating, what happens? Well, you starve. What happens when you starve? Well, you die. You die. You got to stay hungry. You got to keep fighting and grinding and eating. And on that record day, how many more sales did you make the rest of the week? What's that? On that come again? Day. Come again, young Joey? <laughs> on that week, how many more sales did you make? I still don't understand the question. All right. I believe you're referring back a few couple of days ago where you made two sales in one day. Yeah. He's asking you how many did you make other than those two the rest of the week. Oh, the rest of the week? That was the only two. Oh, okay. That was the only two. But I got to keep fighting. <laughs> Set up some meetings. Got to sell this week. Did you get one today? I had the a one. The one that we, the meeting you had today. Uh, well, I had one this morning. Jenny did. Oh, uh, Jenny did too. Yeah, ring All the right. bell. And I think I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Don't. But do. I think we might be having some fat back here, some more Shirley. Yeah. Mm. I think there's going to be some more biscuits in the studio. Mm. If you know what I mean. Joey, oh. have you ever had fat back? Never. Oh, we got to get Joey to try some fat back. Restaurant or more sausage dogs? More sausage dogs. I'm more in. bacon. All right. Oh, you want to talk about bacon, John? <laughs> are you talking about a big tray of bacon? John asking, uh, "Are you high right now, Chandler Mandler? No, you're kind of high. I'm high life. on the grind. I'm high <laughs> on busting my tail off. All right, Jansen has a topic starter. What's your biggest what if in sports ECU athletics? Oh, I've got one. I'm such a downer when it comes to non-ECU athletics. What if Sean Taylor wasn't murdered in his home? I'm sorry to bring it there, but I always think about that. ECU athletics or just in general? In general and ECU. Well, ECU athletics, what if Carson Wisenhunt wasn't out for that Mm. year? What if he was pitching against Texas? Exactly. What if he was here? What if Kurt Benkert didn't get hurt? What Mm. if East Carolina didn't get an excessive celebration on the kickoff against Illinois in 1991? Do they go undefeated or do they lose some games? What if... Who was it? Blake Kemp? Who was it that fumbled Kurt. the ball? Uh, Blake Kemp. Blake Kemp, the one in Florida in the Zay swamp. Jones open. Yep. Chandler, you bring up that. That's a good one because that was back in a time where there was no BCS, there was no college football playoff. You just play your season and they put you in bowls. And sometimes you would have undefeated notre dame versus two loss washington playing in a bowl mm-hmm. and in another bowl would be undefeated michigan versus one loss texas a&m and they play their separate games and you'd have to figure out who's the champion between notre dame and michigan if it, i mean as much as you might not like the way college football is decided now it was way worse God, a lot a long time ago but in that scenario ecu is undefeated 12 and 0 and we are still arguing that we should have been named national champions because maybe we're not in the Peach Bowl. Maybe we are, but maybe we're in a, a bigger bowl. But we're still not playing for a championship. But 
we could have been like let's look at that season let's see how many undefeated teams there were that uh college football season um while i'm doing that go on with more what ifs this is fun uh what if what if we beat the last two season openers were uh, south carolina and state and we're close to beating them that would have been nice what if uh we make that field goal at the end of the game last year in the opener we win catch a winning ball we could have something a prize possession in the studio what if joey instead of catching the losing ball caught the winning ball mm. what could have been i'm looking for some final rankings what if ben hartman hadn't missed all those kicks in the liberty bowl in 09 r.i.p ryan mallet yeah i know that stinks what if whatever that guy's name was bartman didn't interfere mm-hmm. with that fly ball oh, with moises good now the Cubs have won a World Series since then, but they had but to they, wait. Yeah, they a had to wait long. Yeah. Jamie says, "What if Josh Gross kept his sandwich to himself?" Mm. Chad said, "What if we never fired Ruff?" I got kind of one on that. What if Cincinnati <laughs> misses that field goal at the end of uh, 2015, and we go to a bowl game? Does Ruff get fired if we go to a bowl game? I don't know. What of what of the most most depressing images I still have in my mind is Zeke Bigger slowly walking off the field after that game and mm. his final game crying mm. little did I know that that would be the last game that Ruff would be the head coach at East Carolina and when Zeke Bigger's walking off at that time you really realize that some things are bigger than sports absolutely That's beautiful. well said we'll take a break just kidding but it would have been a good time to take a break on that on that note what if Bryce Starling hit that ball just four feet over the fence what if his name was Jacob Starling oh that's right (laughs) (laughs) what did he he call him why did I convince convince a whole other buddy of mine just don't call him Alaskan (laughs) (laughs) what if he was Alaskan (laughs) Chad's got a good one well read it dude what if Lucas Thompson showed up on campus man what year was that 2013 all right that's just guessing i don't know what if carson wentz was good says john monroe i can't even imagine that he also said what if holly Rowe got trucked harder after the west virginia game she got plummeled we plummeled plummeted 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 and pummeled plummeled plumleyed <laughs> mason plumleyed yeah <laughs> Oh, Chad, what if Kevin Dyson reached? What if his arm is an Inspector Gadget arm? He says, what if the Titans got that one more yard? Oh, in the Super man. Bowl? What if, oh, man, I what hate if to Pete say Carroll this one. Gave Marshawn Lynch the ball? Oh, what I if they hate, run the We're going down a Super Bowl uh, hole right here. Oh, nice. Um, what if Cam Newton hopped on that football? What if, what if they actually called uh, Cotri's catch a catch? Mm couple roughing the passers in that game as well i'll go way back what if christian leitner didn't hit that shot at kentucky (laughs) what if michael jordan was never born (laughs) what if michael jordan's parents never met does does james what's his name james jordan james jordan still create a star does the mother still create a star you got to think about these uh these scenarios what if what if Mike Trout 
played ECU baseball. That's a good one, Joey. What if, uh, Joey, you're bringing up good points. I'd love for you to speak up. My bad. I'd love for you to, like, in, let, that, in, let that voice be heard. In, in, Use the that mic. bass. Oh, okay. Gotcha, there gotcha. you go. What if Barry White is really Joey's dad? <laughs> Hey, if you, you can always adjust that uh, mic too if you want to, where it's right in your face. Yeah, those mics are directional, so if you set it off to the side, it's not going to pick you up as well. Yeah. Yellow. Better. Right. Much, much better. You're Do you think Mike Trout's jersey would be a staple over Zay Jones if he actually did come to EC? What do you mean by that? Is that too much? Mike well, I feel like if if the NIL existed back then? No, not even. But you know how like our staple jersey without a name is usually ECU black football number seven? Oh, okay. It is now. Used to it used to be 17. And, and, it's changed and then it also years. used to be five. two five. and five. Yeah. yeah, two and five. So it kind of... Oh, it does yeah. change with the A 27 baseball jersey. To answer your question, though, yes. Yeah. We'd see that everywhere. And the powder purple? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the 27 trout. Would be uh would be all over the place. All right. Jansen, great convo starter, pal. Looks like we got some more rolling in. I love good convo starters. Uh Eric says, What if Chandler wasn't a highly skilled long snapper? Like where what would your life be like if you're I'm a former long snapper. Doing basically what I'm doing right now. Not long snapping and being on the radio. Hmm. What if Bobby Boucher doesn't show up at halftime with a bourbon bowl? Man, do you? I got a text yesterday from uh, our friend Jake in the middle of the afternoon, and it said you got. I think it said you got one yard to get. Maybe it was forty yards. I don't know. But who are you giving the ball to? Was it a graphic? You know what? Where's my phone? Let me find my phone, Chandler. Uh, right take here. over. That's right. You're looking for that, oh. Chandler. I got to ask you a question. If you were a highly recruited long snapper, and your final three schools were Georgia, Alabama, and East Carolina, who are you committed to? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question now georgia and alabama obviously set you up in a nice apartment are you a liar five thousand dollar stipend you know help mom out with the bills at home y'all might think i'm crazy and i'm telling a lie we're about to find out if chandler is no, a liar y'all, no, y'all, y'all are gonna think y'all seriously are gonna think that i'm crazy either crazy east carolina offered liar, you a preferred walk-on spot not or even just saying this <laughs> huh they offered you a preferred walk-on spot not even a scholarship oh man okay now that changes everything all right, no, no, bring the scholarship. Okay, all right, if all, the, if all hey, you know what? We put you on scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that player I no mean, longer. I'm being dead serious. Dead A. Dead A is the East Carolina. You're I'm a liar. All right, Why I are you doing this? I swear to you. I swear, Chandler. I swear, Nick Saban. We know you. Or you're Kirby Smart. You're a true your pirate. We know. We get it. You're turning when down I a chance to play SEC football win a national championship. When I wore when I when I grew up, my dream was not to listen to Sweet Home Alabama at an Alabama game, or to hear a bunch of p- human beings imitate dogs at a football game. <laughs> my dream was to run out. At the time, was that pirate ship that they used to run out of, which was really cool. You would say, the "Look, gold chance." I'll sign. That was my dream. I'll sign your scholarship. I'll snap your. Football, I had a dream, but bring back the pirate ship. I had a dream, and it was to play at East Carolina University. All right. All right. I Look, I, I warned enough. you guys. I warned y'all. I said, you're going to think I'm crazy, stupid, or just saying that. If he's willing to tell Coach Kirby I, Smart and Nick Saban no, and Coach Houston yes, then, hey. 
All right, Robert, what if Russell handed to beast mode? We mentioned that one. I also said, what if Bruce Jenner was always a woman? I don't know if that would change much for me, but it'd be interesting. All right, we're really going off the path here. Chad says, what if there was no glory hole? Man. That would make me a lot I happier. Want me some glory hole. If the Cowboys sucked growing up instead of being the best team in football, I would have had a better childhood. I wish I could give you my childhood. They've sucked all my life. Who? Cowboys. Man, yeah. If we could trade childhoods, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I wouldn't have a favorite team, though. Uh, that is also true. Your team wasn't around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they were not invented yet. Uh, Chad said, what if Joey would speak into the mic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chad. <laughs> what Chad. a Chad. That was a total Chad move. But uh, pretty good one there, Chad. All right, that was fun. What do we got to do? Oh, yeah, I got to talk to uh, Jeff Nadeau. We got to take a break. Maybe we'll, recon- we'll, uh, we'll rehash this later in the show. Uh, we'll take a break, come back. The big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, joins us. The question was, tie game, 30 seconds left. Forrest wants to go home. Bobby thinks Forrest was talking bad about his mom. Could Bobby stop Forrest? Who you got? Bobby Boucher. <laughs> Bobby Boucher was a madman <laughs> when you talked about his mother. All right, there you go. Take a break, come back. Jamie says, what if God was one of us? <laughs> um, Osborne. Who, Shirley? Os- who is it? What? Osborne. Who sang the song? Joan Osborne? Yeah, Joan Osborne. Joan Osborne. We'll I, take didn't, a break. I didn't realize you were asking that. You just said Osborne. I'm like, Ozzy? Osborne? Oz- Ty? Oh. Well, there was one more I wanted to read. It was, uh, what if what happens if Coach Mack didn't beat State? Chandler would be tireless. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have that tie. Not a single tie. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live after this. But I think it's nobody's You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow, uh, follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Excitations. I don't know if I've ever heard that word other than in this song. I'd have to say I agree with you. Yeah. All right. Just uh, something I thought about in my brain. All right, welcome back to the show. Coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, we'll talk some baseball with former Pirate B. Manning, Brandon Manning. Also, play a little all-star edition of Name That Sound. 5 o'clock, we will have ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall here and preview the UTSA Roadrunners with Jared Kalmus. He covers the Roadrunners. He is um, covering the team that... I would pick to win the American, and we talked about it with Jeff Nadeau last week. Also said he had the Roadrunners as well, likes SMU, likes a few teams in the AAC. Big man 
uh jeff nadu joining us what's up jeff how you doing bud hey clip i'm good man we um we previewed smu earlier this week with rich phillips play-by-play voice of the mustangs and before we did i went back and looked at the meetings i remember you talking about how hey the aac is gonna be fun this year a lot of points take the overs how about the last five meetings between ecu and smu dates back to 2014 90 points 110 points 86 points 72 points and 69 points uh so get ready to take the over when those two teams play later this year uh but you uh, according to you you think there's gonna be a lot of high-flying football in the ac this year right oh yeah always a conference with <clears throat> plenty of uh fireworks you know and obviously it's funny because you lose a team like ucf but i think you're still going to use houston as well but you look at some of the additions. I mean, UTSA is going to put points on a board. Um, you know, you look at FAU, they're going to put points on the board. So you're not losing much. And, you know, the AC has always been a conference where it's a bunch of pretty high-flying offenses, not great defenses. So, yeah, I don't think that's going to change much. Interested to see who will step up defensively. Can it be, you know, Willie Fritz's guys at Tulane? Maybe Mike Houston goes a little ball control with a new quarterback. And uh, and who's going to who's gonna play defense in the AAC? We, we shall see. Uh, we've previewed the American. We've pre- previewed the Atlantic Coast Conference with the big man today. We'll talk a little Big 12. And, Jeff, this goes back. Um, coach Mac McCarthy, former ECU head basketball coach, was in here the other day and he said how many teams can can make an expanded college football playoff and how many teams can realistically win a championship and say they were doing it this year we had the number at about four of teams that can win a championship now we didn't have tcu in that mix going into last year and tcu was obviously able to get there and won a big one against Michigan. But you look at their regular season, Jeff, how many did they have to sneak out? How many did they win on a field goal, win on a comeback? They were in a lot of close games last year. So it's hard to predict who could be, you know, this year's TCU. But how do you think uh, Sonny Dykes and the Horn Frogs come back from what was a, a magical 2022? Can they do anything like that again? No. I think it was a flash in the pan. It was a, an impressive season. But as you said, I mean, how many games they pull out of there, you know what, if you know what I mean. I mean, they had to rally in many games. There were games they were down double digits. And I'm not saying they can't do that once or twice, but to think they could do it again and again and again like they did, I don't see it. You also look at this team, I mean, you got to replace a lot of talent. I mean, you lose Mac Duggan, you lose Quentin Johnson, you lose Kendra Miller, their running back. I mean, defensively, you know, it's not going to be as strong. I think they're still a pretty good defensive team. They bring a lot back. Um, they got a pretty good pass defense. They'll be better than most teams defensively in this conference. But it's really a question. Can you get you know, even close to the same production out of Chandler Morris, who was under Sonny Dykes at one point, I want to say it's SMU, but um, you know he'll be okay. You know, he's kind of one of those kids that can sling it around, but you got to replace a lot. I just think they can be a top two or three team. I don't see it. I think they're kind of like the next in line. I think they'll be up there with, you know, the Kansases and the Texas Techs. But do I think they're better than Oklahoma, Texas, or, or even like a K-State? No. Six of their wins last year, Jeff, uh, were one-score games. And, you know, a lot of those were there at the end. So that, that's the sign of a good team. Also a sign of some luck uh, maybe involved. You won't get that every single year. Uh, K-State, uh, another great year last year. 
as they finish uh, with a 10-win season. And I guess we look at those purple teams, TCU and Kansas State, just looks a little funky not to see Texas and Oklahoma at the top, uh, or, you know, or Baylor it's been in the past, other teams like that at the top of that Big 12. So as we go into this year, uh, who is your front runner there in the Big 12? Uh, definitely Texas. I, I think it'd be hard pressed to go against them. I think it, it's going to be interesting because, you know, you know, I don't know. I mean, I like Steve Sarkeesian. I don't love Steve Sarkeesian. It always seems like they get the double digit wins, but they don't actually end up winning much. Um, I don't think this is a great conference this year. I think Oklahoma still has a lot to prove and we'll get to them in a second. But you know, when you look at Texas, obviously Quinn Ewers, we know how sick, you know, good he was. Xavier Worthy's back, but you do lose Bijan Robinson. The good thing with these teams is, they're constantly reloading. They're bringing in kids up front, um, and they're bringing in playmakers. You also look at this offensive line. I mean, you, you should have a really good offensive line here. They get five kids back. And I thought defensively, this was the real, I think, thing about them last year, how good they were. I mean, they cut their points in half uh, almost. I mean, they were in and around like the 20-point mark a game defensively uh, metric. That's damn good in this conference. I think they're one of the better defenses you have, and they have the ability offensively to have proven commodities, not just questions. We don't know if uh, you know a Chandler Mars is going to be good. We know Quinn Ewers is going to be solid. We know they have one of the better receiving cores. I think on paper they have to be the team. Talking to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, a little Big 12 football. Uh, we were talking earlier this week with uh, intern Joey, who follows soccer. And Jeff, you're a soccer guy, too. We were just talking about how, like in England and maybe all over the world, man, they're brutal when it comes to firing coaches. Like, you you have a bad three weeks, you're gone. They'll find somebody else. And it's a little less like that, I think, in American sports, although it's a lot more what have you done for me lately now uh, than it was in the past. And I bring that up to say, how about Brent Venables? Like that, Oklahoma saw a season last year they are not used to. They're not going to put up with many seasons like that. Six and seven last year, three and six in the conference. And without significant improvements, Jeff, they're going to be down kind of in the middle bottom of the Big 12 again. So how about Oklahoma? Do they rebound or is there uh, some issues there for Venables? Well, I, I think, you know, that, that was the big thing because we all know him to be that defensive guy or whatever, but, I mean, it, it didn't show. I mean, they gave up, you know, I, I don't know, 6.3 yards a, a snap. They gave up the most points at any Big 12 school last year, Jeff. I'm looking at it now. That's crazy. It's the same old thing. It hasn't mattered that they've made a change to coach. They still have a good offense. You know, you know they're going to find ways to score points, but – um, they weren't good defensively, and, and that's kind of the hallmark of him. They were beaten off the ball. They were. I mean, there was one game. I think they lost to Texas 49 nothing. I mean, they got absolutely pulverized. They also, kind of on the flip side, we saw TCU do you know, what they did. Do you happen to know that last year in one-score games, Oklahoma was 0-5? Mm. So it didn't work out for them like it did in – Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You also look at the fact that they didn't have a winning season. It's been a long time since they haven't had a winning season. 25 years to be exact. So, again, you bring back most on offense. I mean, quarterback-wise, they're going to move the football. Um, They've always got talent there. It's just can they find ways to get stops. And we don't need to get a ton of stops because they're going to score 40 points a game. But you got to be tougher up front. you got to be a team that can hit someone in the mouth. And and they just haven't had that. They need to see what Texas has done defensively. They need that to happen in Norman. If that can happen in Norman – They'll definitely compete to win this turn or to win this conference. It's just we never see that happen. 
Jeff, let me ask you about a three-time Big 12 Coach of the Year, and that's Matt Campbell at Iowa State. They were way down last year. They go four and eight. They only win one conference game. So Matt Campbell was uh, was at the mountaintop, and you know maybe we say, hey, he should have got out while the getting was good, but uh, he's there now. Can he bring back their success that they had a few years ago? What's uh, what's going on with the Cyclones? It was surprising to see maybe him make a move. I mean, the problem this team had last year is I mean, they were elite defensively. I love this team defensively. I was constantly being stubborn with this team, betting them. I enjoyed them. They stayed in games. They were actually a decent cover team. They weren't necessarily winning games. They were covering. But their their offense was just so poor. I mean, Hunter Deckers just couldn't move the ball. Team only averaged 18 points a game. I mean, it's not good enough. That's down. They averaged about 24, 25 uh, or sorry, more than that. I think they were in the 30s the year before offensively. They just had a massive drop off from um, the quarterback that year to, to Decker's last year. Um, who was the quarterback? Brock Purdy uh, in, in 2021. They had, I think they were getting 30 points a game. You lose him and the offense fell off the cliff. Now you have to replace your best receiver in Xavier Hutchinson. And I think this is going to be a better team. I don't think they'll be 4 and 8, but I don't think it'll be markedly better. Five or six wins, maybe. They'll yeah. do some things didn't do last year, but they just couldn't move the ball. I mean, defensively, that's what great and all, but in this conference, you have to score. Uh, I think they're probably similar to what they were last year, four or five win teams. Jeff, uh, as you know, in sports and, and in life and anything, it's all about perspective. It's all about expectations. We talked about Oklahoma going six and seven, uh, something they haven't seen in, in a long time, something they're not going to to accept. Uh, Kansas goes six and seven. You're celebrating because Kansas had not had that many wins in a football season since 2008. Got to go back to big Mark Mangino. Uh, they were 12 and one in 07. They won eight games in 2008 and uh, did not get to six until last season so uh you've got that going on with leopold there in, in rock chalk nation uh three and six in conference play but they did get to six wins you know can it, how's he doing as far as building something there jeff are they gonna find themselves back at the bottom or do you think they could kind of get maybe to the middle can they take another step up no he's done a tremendous job i thought he did one of the best jobs last year in the country i mean you go from you know not winning games to winning two games in 21 to you know winning six games last year. I think this team can make a, an improvement to get to maybe as a kind of a sleeper team in this conference. I mean, you look at their schedule. I mean, outside of Texas, they got every tough game at home. BYU's at home. Oklahoma's at home. Texas Tech's at home. Kansas State's at home. I mean, every tough game for the most part's at home. Um, I think you got to make the move to winning maybe eight, nine games. I, I think this offense is going to be fine. They bring back a ton. Their quarterback, you got to hope he stays fully healthy. He was injured a couple of games last year. That hurt this team. And you'd have to think there's no way to go but up defensively. I mean, they won six games. They gave up 36 points a game. Um, I think they should make kind of a move up. If you can get into the, let's say, high to mid-20s defensively, I think you make a major move up. I don't think this conference is elite. I don't. I don't think it ever is. Do I think you can actually win it? Probably not. But I think they're on the upper edge. I think you could put them, to me, possibly above Texas Tech and TCU. I think they're probably the fourth or fifth best team in this conference. Wow. I mean, that's just that's crazy to think about. We had so many conversations over the years, Jeff, at this time of year, talking about Kansas' win total, and it would be at, what, one and a half or uh, maybe a half a win. Now I'm seeing it at six. So it uh, kind of just shows you <laughs> what they've done there. This is what a good coach can do for you. This is yeah. what a good hire can do for you. I've talked about that many times. 
you know, it's the same thing about ECU. I mean, you know, if ECU hires someone else, you know, maybe they don't have success. But it's all about the path. It's all about the coach you have. And it can be a big, big sticking point. Jeff, uh, a couple more teams. Uh, any thoughts on – you've mentioned Texas Tech a couple times. How about the Red Raiders? How about Gundy at OK State? Baylor and West Virginia? A uh, few teams we haven't really highlighted yet. Anything on those teams? You know, Oklahoma State's kind of going through that whole quarterback battle thing. they got a couple of guys there. Um, you know, defensively, they're always solid. Uh, but they're kind of transitioning. They have a new coordinator there. So they're not a team I'm running to back. Um, you know, the team's coming in, UCF. I think they'll be a team that scores a lot. Obviously, you know, John Reese Plumley's a good quarterback. I think they'll make some hay offensively. I don't know how good they are on the defensive end. Plus, you're stepping up. A team that I kind of like way deep is Brigham Young. I think they could be really interesting. Um, you know, they have, um, I think, a defense that wasn't good last year, but I think it'll improve significantly. They went out and got a new defensive coordinator. I think they bring back eight or nine guys on defense. Um, their coach was hired from, I think he was an assistant at Utah um, at one point. He was under that Kyle Whittingham tree. So you have to figure they're going to be better defensively. You look at offensively, too. They bring in Keaton Slovis. He was at USC, then he went to Pitt. Now he's out at um, at, at BYU. Their, their coach is good. I like Sataki. They're always a hard-nosed team, tough team. Um, I could see them maybe having a winning record kind of pushing some teams. I think they'll be a decent underdog team. Cincinnati's, I think, going to struggle. I mean, that, that's a far cry from where they once were. And obviously, they have a new coach. I'm not a big Scott Satterfield guy. Um, you know, Quarterback-wise, Emory Jones, that doesn't put a lot of uh, interest in my uh, in my bones. I, I don't think they're going to be very good on the trenches. Cincinnati could be pretty bad. Same with Houston. Hmm. Houston's going to be cool. They're, they're kind of fixing things uh, down there. If I'm going to pick a bad team to be kind of okay, I think it could be Houston because they have some transfers that can wing the ball around. But they're going to be a team that gives up a lot of points. And they're going to be a team from an over perspective, Houston, you want to keep up with because they have Texas, that Texas Tech transfer, Donovan Smith is their quarterback. They bring in some high major transfer skill players. I think they're going to be a team that can score some points. They're going to be in a lot of like 44-27 type games this year. Looking at the odds, Jeff, uh, UCF has the highest odds to the, the to win the Big 12 as far as the new schools coming in, followed by Cincinnati, BYU, Houston, all the way at the bottom uh, down there with West Virginia. So uh, might take some growing pains. Talked to a couple of my, my Houston buddies recently, and they are fully expecting some growing pains. But kind of puts it in perspective when you see these teams who you know, really good. Cincinnati's had special years. Cincinnati, um, UCF has had their special year as well, getting into big time bowl games. Uh, you said you like uh, BYU to 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 be tough this year, but all those teams kind of bunched at the bottom of this Big Twelve. Just kind of shows you uh, maybe the difference of competition level they're stepping into. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's um, and you're gonna have some growing pains. I mean, it doesn't help that these teams whether it's Houston or Cincinnati or whoever, they have all new quarterbacks, and they have new coaches. I mean, that, that's that's all concerning. And, yeah, again, you're stepping up and playing better teams. No offense to the AAC, but the Big 12 is a better conference. It just is. So, um, yeah, it, you know, all these conferences, though, I think, benefit. It's nice seeing this. You don't like hearing about it initially, but now that we're seeing it happening, it's exciting. So. 
All right, uh, big man, I'm looking at Heisman odds, and uh, Quinn Ewers is up there uh, in the top three um, when it comes to odds. And uh, how about Quinn Ewers? How about any other individuals from the Big 12 that are uh, are future stars in the league? Or, or maybe you could win a future on as far as Heisman or, or something like that goes. Well, you know, I always like to look at the Big 12 because I always have said, you know, when you're betting the Heisman Trophy, you need to understand that you're not going to be, you shouldn't be taking deep sleepers. It's not going to happen. If you're doing it, you should be doing it from good teams that can make the Final Four. Uh, you're not going to pick a guy that is a great quarterback, but his team's not involved. It's just not going to happen. I remember when Keenan Reynolds was at uh, Navy. Yeah. Great team. People were like, oh, he should be invited. It's like, well, yeah, but he's not going to be because he's at Navy. Um, I would always stick to just, like, Texas and Oklahoma. I, I think, you know, sticking with, like, a, I don't know, a, a Quinn Ewers, obviously, maybe a Dylan Gabriel. Uh, 40-1 to is interesting just because I could find a situation where maybe they find their way to the Final Four and he's in the running. Um, I could see that. But outside of that, no. I don't think any of these teams will be relevant. So, no, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, was, that's a good – I mean, I was trying to think who's the uh... – the last guy to win it from not a powerhouse and i mean louisville's not a powerhouse uh lamar but they are you know obviously power five or whatever uh but lamar jackson winning you got robert griffin the third winning at baylor that's kind of an example with baylor uh not known as a traditional power but still a big 12 team a power school but yeah a lot of usc's and alabama's and uh and florida states in the mix uh, so you don't get many of those i would say baylor and and uh, Louisville is about as outliers as you're going to get when it comes to a Heisman. Yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, like I said, if I'm going to be looking at like a Heisman trophy and I don't want to take viewers or like Gabriel even, I would look, you know, at, you know, maybe, maybe look at, a, you know, Xavier Worthy or somebody like that. Um, you know, uh, someone like that. I, I just can't go too deep because it's just not, this doesn't happen much. Like yeah. Big Man on Campus, Jeff Nadeau, joining us here on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, enjoying these uh, conference previews helps me uh, figure out who you know who could be good, who could be bad, everything in between, the uh, players, the, the transfer portal and all that. So uh, we are off next week, but I want to keep this rolling with you in July. Still got to talk some uh, SEC and some Big Ten, and um, maybe we'll get to some fun belt and all kinds of stuff. So uh, let's keep it rolling, man. Look forward to it. It's always fun talking football with you, Cliff. Thanks. Thanks, man. Big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. We've knocked out the Atlantic Coast Conference, the American, and uh, today the Big 12. And is Texas back? The question uh, asked every single year. How about Kansas? Kansas, such an afterthought for a decade plus. And now Jeff has them at the middle, kind of top middle of the league uh, with Lance Leopold there and Lawrence. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one. More to go. Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 
21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's call n u blue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Hope you are having a great day. Got the football juices flowing with some preview talk with the big man on campus jeff nadu we'll uh, do that in hour number three as well talk some utsa football on today's show the cran man ecu hall of famer marcus crandall will be here as well so um uh let's oh boy <laughs> all right i just laughed i can't say this didn't make me laugh um shirley yes eric says he likes we're talking a little, uh, you know, college football, ACC, SEC, fun belt. Yeah. Eric said, I like when my wife gets out the fun belt, and it ain't got nothing to do with App State. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Dude. What is going on? You are terrible. In that Here's the best part of it. <laughs> Say it, Chandler. More like slap state. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's two little butt cheeks. <laughs> Eric's a freak. Dang. Dang is right, Bryce. Freak a leak. That is hit song, Freak a leak. And Timbaland. Boom, boom, boom. Now let me say well. Eric's wife turned him into a Freak a leak <laughs> in the bedroom. Eric is an Eastern North Carolina legend. Excitement <laughs> <Same> time. <laughs> Uh, Houston's fired up. <laughs> Eric, just picture this. Next time you go, uh, <laughs> next time you go uh, fun belt and you're, you, whatever y'all like to do, uh, behind closed doors in your marriage, that's great as long as everybody's consenting. But just think about Bryce being there and, uh, and Coach Houston. Dang. And excitement time. Shirley Rhodes saying what she sees. It's two little butt cheeks think about swinging that. dingers. Oh, no. Whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. whoa. Slow it down. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, there's what I want to press right Hit now. it. Hit it. I want me some glory. Oh, oh I knew that was coming. <laughs> you are welcome, America. Well, I consider myself a man of faith. Mm. And I don't know if I'll be back at this microphone again. But thank you, Eric, for providing it. We had nothing to do this segment. We're just kind of closing out the hour. So we needed something to riff on, and uh, you gave us the perfect topic there. So thank you for your contributions to the show. Chandler. I do want to tell you what I'm doing tonight. Oh, tell me what you're doing tonight. I'm going to get in my little old Toyota Corolla. Mm, Little T. I'm going to go down Evan Street. Little T. All the way down Evan Street. All the way down Evan Street. I'm going to take a ride on Fire Tower Road. Mmm, Furter. I'm going to go to this little place I like to call Familia. Okay. Okay. And uh, so I went last week. Why did? Why would you just go there? Like, I've gone there to get food and eat. Why are you just going there, though? Well, I want to go there 
Oh, to get pizza? Which, by the way, the pizza of the week is pepperoni and onion. Now I'm listening. Whoa! Now I'm interested. Man. So I went last week to get the Italian hoagie that I love so good. I, te- I took a closer look at the menu. I said, hmm, what is that? I love a good chicken wrap. Mm-hmm. I, I love it even better when it's spicy. Yeah. And I yeah. looked at the menu and I said, a spicy chicken wrap. You know, I didn't even know they had that. Saw Andrew. Andrew Harris, owner of Familia. Hey, big head. Hey, hey, Drew, come over here. I said, what about this spicy chicken uh, chicken wrap? He said, man, you got to get it. He said, it's it, He said it's not just like a little old wrap. He said, it's old, It's a nice, big, thick wrap. Now, tell me about the spicy. What kind of spicy are we talking? What's like, in there? I think it's like Cajun seasoning on it. Okay, I so think, it's a dry rub. And he said, if you if he said if you really like spicy, yeah. you can put some sort of like ghost pepper flakes oh, on there. Oh, oh, flake it up. And get really naughty. Flake it up, bro. So I think I'm gonna go there tonight. Get me a spicy chicken wrap, side of fries, and just enjoy my time. Well, tell him Joey sent you because he went last night. Where'd you get Joey? Let's hear the let's hear the review, Dude, man. I went uh, thanks to Shirley. She hooked me up. She provided me dinner yesterday. Oh, but, that's nice. Uh, I went and got me a, a large pepperoni pie, New York style, mm-hmm. and a nice order of the fried calamari. Look at this guy. Ain't he fancy pants over here eating yeah. a little calamari? Man, your your pants are very shiny. Good gracious, they're fancy. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell he was doing. I'll take it though. That's pretty I was good. like, where are you going with this? What is he saying right now? Fancy. Calamari. I fancy. How's fancy. the calamari? It was really good. I was very surprised. All right. Uh, I got to say, I've never had the calamari from uh, Familiar. You won't see me eating it. Okay. You're not a fan of seafood? I ain't going to see you eating no. nothing. No. I thought we had this discussion. Did we? Yeah, I think so. I'm not a fan. Now you know. Okay. I'm not a fan of seafood. Is it seafood. just that type of seafood or all types all of seafood? All seafood. You know, like shrimp, nope. lobster. No- wow. Nope. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. If you throw it at me, miss me with it. Ooh. Miss me with the seafood. Girl, stop. Let's take a break. When we return, more to go. Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. We'll be back with you after these words. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years and you can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Welcome back to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Clip Rock here with you, joined in studio by B-Man, Brandon Manning, joining us here. He joined us all season long with the Farm Bureau Insurance ECU Baseball Report. The season has come and gone. Brandon, how you doing, man? Doing great, Clipper. How you doing, buddy? 
I'm I'm good. Not all, I'm a little I'm a little down though because Monday night our last college sporting event for a while, so we got to wait till the fall. It is, but there you know if you if you have a well, I don't know if, if your little ones are still little enough to go to like the all the ECU camps and the local camps and things like that. There's oh, there's plenty to do. Still plenty to do. There's still some good baseball going around. Um, couple of youth youth guys but college sports that's that's the passion that that's where it is i, I love me some college sports you got to pick up your boy from uh baseball camp i do uh, the old cg 23 camp he's getting um expert uh teaching from the 2023 aac champion baseball team well said well said uh what did you think of the season finale for college baseball kind of a, a bummer a blowout man y- you know what in that situation, once you start seeing the the wheels turn, I mean, they they got up with a two run dinger, you know, to start the game off with, and you're like, oh, here we go. But LSU does what superior athletes and superior performers and competitors do; they just bounce right back, man. It, it was impressive to see them get after it, come back, say, all right, this is our team, this is our game, and their pitcher did a great job. They didn't have to, you know, throw the the bolt, the bolt horse in the um, stable, so to speak. I heard somebody say that on the radio um, on MLB Network. They called uh, Skeens. Mm. They called him the bolt horse of the stable because hmm. um, he was a big NIL get. Yeah, and their coach, uh, Johnson, I can't remember what game it was after. I don't think it was after the championship. It might have been after the Wake Forest win, the second one, but said something to the effect of, hey, if you're in the transfer portal, where's the spot for you? Oh, like, yeah. he's, he's out there saying it. You know, and that's great. Um, and if you want to have short-term success, I think that's very good. Um, okay, with, I'll take a championship. Yeah, I'll take a championship right now, and then <laughs> then, then when a. But my, my my thought process on that is: Why are these guys leaving where they're at? Is it just because they're unhappy because they're not getting the playing time? Is well, let's talk about it specifically, Brandon. Why did Tommy White leave NC State? Do we know? Tom, Tommy White, uh, the word from Raleigh people and NC State people that I talked to, was told he was not going to be able to play third base or first base for NC State because oh, he wasn't, I rem- I remember that wasn't that great. And um, he was also offered an unreal amount of NIL money to go to LSU. Now, that's illegal. You can't do that. What do you mean? You can't get offered money. You get money while you're there. Right. <laughs> right, yeah. So um, I think the second thing you said there is – is why a lot of these guys leave, right? It's not that they're unhappy, but you can be a lot happier if you get more money from somewhere that they're offering you. So, you know, Carolina, Duke, Kentucky basketball, you know, they they have a big NIL given. Derek Lively was a good – I just know this because they put it out there on TikTok. They could not guarantee you any NIL money from a Duke – a Duke mouth could not tell you that. But if friends of friends of friends get a message to you Mm – says, hey, this is out there probably for you. So let's go back before the portal and, and this stuff. Like when guys wanted to transfer and you can't, um, what's it called, tamper. But your AAU coach can talk to somebody or your cousin or your uncle. So As long as you're not doing it directly, you can get around it. It's always been happening. For instance, there was a guy, um, when I got hurt and I realized that I was done, uh, there was a guy at another school that I personally knew that I knew he wasn't happy. He had said he wasn't happy. Um, who was playing a lot? He was just not happy at the location. Mm-hmm. At the other, you know, people in the program weren't weren't compatible with his personality. And I said, "Hey, I'll mention something to coach." And 
coach did the right thing to do. He says, hey, can't talk to him right now. Um, if he's doing that, you know, this is the time frame I can do it. This is when I can do it. We can get to him. And it was it took all summer long for somebody to get to him, and then he transferred and got a release. And he ended up playing, you know, for ECU. Brandon, the middleman Manning. Hey, Hey, I can I can sell you something now. <laughs> that's I can, right. I can, I, it's not a hard sell for Greenville, North Carolina when it comes to playing baseball, I can tell you. Well, that. that's true. But then it clicked. Brandon knew what his passion was going to be for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah. Selling. Oh, yeah. Selling. Selling. Well done. Uh, kind of what, you know Billy Godwin, what he did before he was coaching baseball in college? What? Sold insurance. Really? Yep. So are you the next college baseball coach here in the state of North Carolina? You know, I just don't know what I'm talking about this, Thud. No, uh, that's the Billy Godwin, guys. Uh, no, no. Did you say Thud? No, Thud. 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 <laughs> man, man, PG. How's PG? Do you keep up with him at all? I do, man. Uh, I, I try whenever I see them, them on TV, uh, which is more than you would think, but uh, with you know all the channels ESPN has now, I do keep up with them. They didn't have a bad year. They had a couple of good games uh, against Notre Dame. Um, this year, I watched that whole series, and they played really well in that one. But he lost like a whole bunch from last year to this year of NIL transfers. I mean, he lost several to ODU, several to other schools. Um, I think uh, there was a kid from South Central that committed to uh, named uh, Robbie O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Originally was at Greensboro and then transferred to ODU and played and finished. I think Robbie, if he's mm, he's getting close to graduating, he, I'm getting old, but yeah. Have we? Uh, I haven't followed the coaching carousel much. I, I see Kendall Rogers and, and guys tweet stuff out. Aaron Fit, but where are we as far as that goes? And like Jeff Palumbo, or you know, do you think we can keep the staff together for another year? You know, there was a publication put out. Um, I don't know what Baseball America somebody the top fiftieth top fifty. You know, assistants. Coach. No, it was just top fifty co- available coaches and uh, assistants and and light coaches. And Palumbo was in the top fifty. Because uh, he is a heck of a recruiter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a heck of a guy, heck of somebody. Um, and I, and I mean, I haven't talked to Coach Palumbo about this, and nobody will. And, you know, nobody will probably come out to ask him or Cliff. That's a fast way to exit out of an um, interview right there. But if I was a betting man, Palumbo is. You know, his kids are playing little league in Greenville. You know that they've they got a nice house, they got a nice situation, a lot of us success. Um, and I don't know if you know. The job you take is a settling um, for uh, not your dream job. If you're going to leave for something, it doesn't need to be lateral. It needs to be for a dream. Um, and I, I think Palumbo may wait for that, or he may just hold out right here because he's got a good thing going. Well, I mean, Greenville is a, it does have its advantages if you want to keep your coaches here because I remember before Kim McNeil got her extension, even before they had the the fantastic year they had last season. Um, the thought was, you know, hot seat or is she going to win too much and go somewhere? But I know her family loves it here, coming up through the little leagues, playing both uh, their little boy and girl yeah, playing their, sports. You know, their little girl is a heck of a little softball player. Um, she's playing with some buddies of ours uh, from high school, and they're, she's loving it, and she's out there, and they're making friends in the community, not not acquaintances. You know, when, when you got a high-profile job like a college coach in a in a college town, you know, you're going to have several acquaintances, but it's, it's hard for you to make true friends. Yeah. Um, so I, I think Palumbo's made true friends. His kids have made baseball friends. Cliff, you know, sort of grew up here. He's sure. going to have – he's got true friends, and he's got guys that he played with still in the area. Um, Kim and Neil's making true friends. Um, I don't know much about Mike Schwartz. 
Um, but, you know, our, our coaches do a good job of once they get here, they're, they're finding out that Greenville is not that bad. It doesn't need to be a launching pad. I don't need to be Skip Holtz and just leave as soon as I have success. I guess I didn't make good enough friends with Steve Rockefort, and you didn't make good enough friends with Raphael Chilius to keep them in town. Uh, but they were cool dudes. <laughs> Coach Rock was a hilarious guy. He's awesome. Uh, Co- Coach Chill uh, just wanted – wanted to do something his way and he's had a he's been very successful yeah. turning a uh, prep school around doing a good job It'll be interesting to see how long he stays there before he starts seeing that college bug come back to him um but you know and, and you know what guys people that knew Dooley away from basketball all said Dooley was a great guy yeah i think M- mully mully told me that oh yeah oh he's a great guy great guy so um, and, and look, Lebo's, Lebo's dad still coaches at D.H. Conley High School, That's for God's crazy. sakes, yeah. and is doing great things there. So, I mean, it, Greenville's not a bad spot at all. Brandon Manning joining us. Brandon, uh, let's go back a couple of nights. How about Big Gav on the mound? Seven innings, one hit, one walk. We talked about his first start here on the show. Got to get that walks number down a little bit. He was able to do that, and he had six strikeouts. Now, he's facing the Royals, who are pretty putrid, uh, 22 and 57 on the year. Not good. Not good at all. But, man, did he do a great job. And his next start will be either against the Braves or the Cubs. It'll be a little step up in competition, it looks like. But, who you uh, cheer for? If he plays the Braves, who you cheering for? I'm pulling for the Braves to win. Okay. one nothing. one nothing. All on right. A, on an error. On an error. Unearned okay. run. Unearned run. All right. Okay. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Brandon? It's middle of July. We got a lead in the division. I'll, I'll give Gavin one. You'll give Gavin one. I'll give him a You got a substantial lead in the division. I do want him to get a win uh, because his team has won in both of his starts, but he has not gotten a win. So when, when you get taken out uh, of that game... And uh, it is you get taken out the way you do um, zero zero. It was zero to zero, and then like as soon as you get taken out, I think a bomb was hit, maybe by the other team. Yeah, um, uh, they immediately scored the. So Royals he was hit. never not even gonna pretty much get a, a nothing. It was, it was a no like, decision, a no decision yeah. at that point in time. And uh, you, you know he just pitched so well. You wanted that's the win that you wanted. Um, the thing that everybody talked about, like I said, it was on MLB Network on the way in, was this efficiency. Um, he wasn't – I don't think he hit 99. I think his fastball was sitting 95, 96, but he was locating it wherever he wanted to. He had that, that hammer-breaking pitch, you know, hitting on the – look, he was hitting the top with that, and they were setting up on top with a breaking pitch, which was just different for me uh, ever seeing stuff like that. But. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he was getting pitches and getting outs, and he was trusting his defense. I mean, there was a lot of ground balls hit, oh, yeah. especially the shortstop and third, very much like the perfect game last night. Sometimes it's not about how well you're pitching. It's about how well you can get guys to get out um, when you're when you're pitching great like that. And he was just so efficient the other night with every pitch he was doing. Um, I don't think he threw that many pitches for, for that long of a start. Um, and he, no, he, I mean, he very was, economic with his. his yeah, pitch I don't know. How, I don't even think he went to that many um, three ball three ball counts. Um, very much like again, like the Yankees' perfect game last night. You know, he went out there if, if it was a two two or something like that. And I don't have that. You know, I'm I'm not striking these guys out because these are in the pros now. I mean, they they battle, they battle, they battle. Um, I'm, all right, here, here, top this to my shortstop, and you're out. And that's what he did. I mean, it was just great to watch. Um, it was. It was very, very, very well called behind the plate by the catcher or whoever their pitching coach is. Everything was had a nice wide strike zone too. He had some stuff on the outer edge that uh, that'll help out a pitcher. You know what? 
That's very true. We'll take it. I- I'll take it. Uh, baseball savant Chandler Honeycutt brought this up yesterday, and you just mentioned something to the effect of it, Brandon. How about 92 pitches, 70 strikes? That's uh, a good ratio. Uh, that, that is an unreal ratio, which tells you that he was not going out there with the mentality of, as I'm, I'm going to hit the corners, I'm going to challenge these guys. Get ahead. Throw strikes, get ahead, and make them work against themselves. And, and that, that was, again, that was just a very, very good, well game, put together game plan by Gavin and the pitching staff. I mean, it was great. All right. Last night, last I heard before I tabbed out for the evening, uh, What's his name? Domingo Germain. Yes. Uh, Germain. Her, her up. Her, Herman. Herman. Uh, was. Got that thing over the A. Six innings and no base runners and kind of gave up on it after that. But he continued that and threw a perfect game. Uh, no hits, no runs, no errors, nine strikeouts. And we talk about bad teams. The Royals are up there. The A's as well. They are 21 and 61 on the year so he took advantage of a a bad team and pitched fantastic you know what it was a very again very well put together plan uh listening to uh mlb network guys talk about it as opposed to uh he's always around the plate so when he gets too much of the plate he gets hit hard and hits very long he really hit the corners really hard on everything his curveball was just you know perfect in perfect spots the whole time um, and this was uh, his day to shine. I mean, I, I really think they they were there was talks of sending him down. Uh, yeah, I'm about to look up his uh, game uh, log. So th- there was a lot of talks of sending him down. There's a lot of talks of you know the Yankees imploding again. Uh, there would be nothing better to me, but um, not a big Yankees fan. Look at these last. Uh, we'll go. We'll go three outings before last night. Uh, so against your Red Sox, six innings, six hits, one run, um, five strikeouts. You can live with that. Yep. Plays the same Red Sox a few days later, two innings, seven hits, seven runs, all of them earned, uh, and two strikeouts. Against the Mariners before the A's start, three and a third, eight hits, ten runs, eight of them earned, four strikeouts. So he's getting bombed these last couple games, then throws a perfect game. Reminds me of what Mully was talking about the other day and you know this Brandon being in baseball for so long that you just you could get something different every day and you look at the college world series the two blowouts we saw with each team winning it's you don't see that in other sports you other know, than baseball you know you're exactly right I mean occasionally you're gonna have that one guy that one guard just, just lightening up right and, yeah and he's yeah, score 50 you know you James Harden or, or whoever but in baseball, you never know what you're going to get. You never know how your guy's going to line up with their lineup. Um, you know, you, Al, Altuve is the guy who always gets hits and beats the Cardinals. You know, you know that. He always, for some reason, it just works out against that lineup. But everybody else, he's, you know, so-so this year. Um, but the other, i tell you what was special about that. There was Donaldson made a couple plays at third that were just, you know, harder than average plays in Rizzo. Rizzo made several plays at first base. I haven't out. seen the highlights, Brandon, but you, every perfect game, no hitter, you always have a, a web gem or two. R- Rizzo, Rizzo's were a in that were, were a web gem, um, you know. And there was a there there wasn't you know you see uh, what was the kid Angel Hernandez and everything like that. Everything has to go perfect to throw a perfect game. That's why it's called a perfect game, pretty much. You know that was a ended up being a no hitter. Or whatever, because he was safe on. Because of oh, you're talking about Armando Galarraga, yeah, and Angel Hernandez call. It was not Angel Hernandez. Or, 
It was uh, Jim Joyce. 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 Very Jim good, Brandon. Sorry. Way to come um, up with it. There we go. But, um, you know, and then you hear Clayton Kershaw. Uh, he was throwing a perfect game uh, a few years ago and walked somebody on a questionable call um, that was, a, you know, striked by the K zone, and he ended up throwing a no-hitter. But a perfect game is hard. I don't care what you're doing, but you're right. There always is that one or two things that happen that are out of the pitcher's control that somebody did, and it's a lot of pressure on the defense to not allow anybody on. I mean, you have to make every play. You have to do everything. If the catcher's calling pitches, you got to make sure you're calling the right pitch at the right situation. So that it is a true it is a true feat. That's why there's only been 24 of them um, ever thrown. Um, the Yankees have an eighth of those, or I think, I think they got four. So David Cohn, uh, David Wells, Wells Cohn did too, or was that a no hitter? That's a great question. We're talking perfect games only. Perfect games for the Yankees. You got a uh, Sandy Koufax. Doc Gooden threw no hitter or perfect game. Oof. Uh, let's Google them up real quick and see what we got here. Brandon, did Kenny Rogers throw a no hitter or perfect game? But well, that was with the Rangers. All right, so where's the uh, recent ones? So most recent last night, King Felix in twelve, Matt Kane in twelve, Philip Humber in twelve. I remember, that. yeah, they were like all close together too. That was a good, that was a good run. Roy Halladay in ten. Dallas Braden was very random in ten. I, I was watching Burley's Burley in '09. Randy Johnson in '04 against the Braves. I remember listening to that one on the radio. David Cohn, 1999. David Wells, 1998. Oh baby, Kenny Rogers. I remember that call for some random reason. So uh, where's the other Yankees? I guess there will be one more. Don Larson. Don Larson in the World Series. Oh, okay. So, good call. Um, so, it, throwing a perfect game is special. Uh, really, what? I, and I don't know that there's in in today's baseball where you, you're you're going to throw six innings and eighty pitches. It's right. hard. It's hard for you to throw an it's individual. Getting more rare. It's getting more and more rare. I think. And, and I don't know that. And I say this: we won't have another one this year. But watch there be somebody that, like people that can actually still do it. Um, a Max Scherzer, if he gets away from the Mets, could probably still do it. There's um, going to be an error in there if the Mets are involved. Exactly. So That's why he's got to get away from the Mets. You know, you know what else is cool, Brandon? A cycle. And Ellie De La Cruz did it against my team the other night, and it was pretty exciting. Now that, and I don't know how many times that's been done in the majors, but I really think a cycle is harder. Uh, well, I say harder. I that triple is tough to get. I mean, triple, you know, but he's a pretty quick guy. Uh, let's see. I don't know how if this hundred. is up to date, but it says three hundred and forty three yeah. times. Yeah, I think that's that's right. Three voted um, three. But anyway, but Burley. Burley had a good night last night. Yeah, and following uh what he's doing, what uh, kind of all levels, but from, from summer ball up to, you know, minor leagues, major leagues, a lot of former pirates, current pirates involved. Con- Connor Norby's been tearing it up. Um I would not we're getting really close to right here to the trade deadline. And, you know, there's a lot of outfielders on the Cardinals right now. Yeah. I think I, I think Burley's going to be trade bait. If he has two or three games pretty good, they're, they're going to ask him to go somewhere. Norby, same way. Second straight year. We talked about this last year, I remember. Yeah. Burley, is he a, a trade piece? Is Connor Norby a trade piece? Con- so. Connor Norby said in an interview, he goes, I, you know, if I get traded, that sort of means I'm doing my job. So if I get traded, I get traded. And he talked about it in an interview uh, last week, I think. 
Well, here's one reason. I think, Nor- how about this? Norby is more of trade bait right now than Burley because the Orioles are actually playing for something. They're 48 and 31. Oh, yeah. Cardinals are 33 and 46. They probably want to hold on to their young guys now. But, you know, who needs second baseman? Braves don't, I mean, NL East don't need second baseman. That. Who needs second baseman is the AL East, and did the Orioles trade somebody to the AL East? To help each other out, right? To get one yeah. and then give I, up. Uh, that's yeah. why I don't think Norby will be traded. Um, you look at the Red Sox; they were hit with a injury bug to their two second basemen before the season started with uh, Story and um, Trevor, Story. Trevor Story and Kiki Hernandez. So uh, I don't, I don't know what's what's going on there. But the Yankees need some help. Always need help in middle infield, and I don't know anybody. I mean. Big time, big time players that would in the trade deadline. The Astros, they got their second bases locked up forever. I mean, I, I really don't need anybody. I see the uh, maybe Rangers. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at teams who are also going to be active at the trade deadline. So, yeah, um, I don't know. And, and I wasn't paying attention to what the Mets said yesterday at their conference. I mean, they're uh, they're inter- they had a the owner came and did a something yesterday about what we were doing. Did you know what was going on? I didn't pay nah. attention. All I saw was a clip that said, "Well, at least it's not fifth place because they're in fourth. Uh, <laughs> so that's reassuring. I mean, he was like, "We're going to give us a week before we just blow this whole thing apart." <laughs> I love it, like Randy Quaid. Back up the trucks. Back oh, yeah. Back it up. Turn <laughs> this place into a parking lot. Brandon's Bow Sox, this doesn't make you feel any better. They'd be You'd be in first place in the AL Central, but too bad. You're in the AL East you, you where know good what? teams are. We're, we're good teams and good baseball. And, and, you know, the NL East, if you take the Mets out of there, I think the NL East is playing better baseball. Does well, the Marlins sense? are 13 games over 500, which yeah. is crazy. They got a fun young team. I, and the Phillies are starting to kind of get the wheels turning. I did talk about that the I other know. day. And it makes me a little nervous that you got them as a team to watch uh, later on. All right, Brandon, good baseball talk. We'll call it the Farm Bureau Insurance Baseball Report here on Pirate Radio Live. Brandon, before we let you get out of here, 4th of July, uh, we're off next week, all week, so uh, looking forward to that. But Coney Island, Nathan's Hot Dog Contest coming up July 4th, Tuesday. We talked to Rich Shea, the MLE president, earlier, and I've uh, been asking everybody this week if you could compete. And so you're against me, Shirley, Chandler, intern Joey. We do a competitive eating challenge. You get to pick the food. So you think you can beat us in this challenge. What can you eat a lot of in a short amount of time? So there, there's literally a lot of things I can eat a lot of. <laughs> um, not not going to – but I can throw some hot dogs down. You go hot dogs. I, 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 well, but I really think chicken wings and or mac and cheese. I mean, I can mac just, and cheese. I, I'm a mac and cheese uh, guy. That is that is my dessert most of the time. Hey, Brandon, you want a slice of cake for uh, Grandma's birthday? Nah, there's another spoonful of mac and cheese. I'll a there. plate of mac and cheese. That's right. So, All right. Uh, but I, I think uh, chicken wings, mac and cheese, those two things. Be good, be good. Brandon, uh, enjoy your July Fourth. Yes, y'all enjoy your week off. I know y'all uh, all working hard and doing everything. I appreciate everything you guys do, keeping us uh, up to date on everything local. Yes, sir. Enjoyed it. And uh, let's talk again sometime this summer, talk more baseball. Oh, yeah, anytime, Cliff. You know that. All right, let's uh, take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. We're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlanta wireless store experience is to inform illuminate and inspire find the location near you at atlanticwireless.com atlantic wireless we go beyond the call now let's head back in to prl here's clip <laughs> back with your fire radio live we go beyond the call beyond the call <laughs> that's an old inside reference for you pirate radio live fans a lot of web sleuths out there as well during that last segment Jamie said, is Brandon not allowed to be on camera or something? No video? Chad said, is it really live or is it taped? Jamie said, that pick is the shirt Clip has been wearing today. Chad said, we're going to get to the bottom of this. What are y'all What do y'all on? Like, what? I've been watching, um, and this is true, this dude, um, his name is this JS Magic on YouTube, and he does this card trick routine, and I'm obsessed with it, and I've been watching it. But like, you don't ask how he's doing it or what. You just enjoy it. You just it, you take in the entertainment, enjoy it. Y'all don't need to get to the bottom of everything. Do they go to a magic show they and say... Go, they like, do. They, they go to the magic show they and go, they, All right, how are you doing that? Uh, is this your card? And everybody's like, oh, my God. No, they when say... That, when those people like Jamie and, and whoever... Chad. And Chad are like, oh, no way that's real. How did he do that? Chad pulls up the YouTube video on his phone in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie says, I know how you did it. Video is back. Some kind of conspiracy going on. Uh, Christian has a real ECU question. Is Mike Schwartz going to bump someone up or go out and get a new assistant? Well, great respect to you, Christian. For one, your name being Christian, uh, that makes you a really nice guy. Um, I didn't know you were so religious, coach. Great respect to you for not knowing that. Are you going to go out and get a new coach or promote from within? We're going to, well, first of all, great respect to you for being here. And we're going to have great respect in finding a guy that has great respect in being a coach. Okay. And having great respect in being here at East Carolina. Good answer. Thank you, coach, for being here. Uh, good question, Christian. Uh, that's something, and we talked about it earlier in the show that uh, Nick Matson, ECU assistant, heading to Texas, horns down. But, uh, yeah, Mike Schwartz has a decision to make and one that he probably did not anticipate at this point because they are – I mean, heck, they're we're practicing. We saw practice uh, pictures today. I mean, so. yeah, yes, AI, we're talking about practice. We are. All right, Big Dog's here. What's up, Big Dog? I thought we were going to play a name that sound. Who says we aren't? Okay. I'm wondering why Chandler's in here. I thought he was not in the game. I'm not in the game. I thought he was in Studio B. Well, they got mics in there. Which, uh, I Ch- thought we were doing a clean break, though. What are you thinking? Going on? Why are you thinking so much? <laughs> I thought Shirley and I were going to be thought, in here. You thought? No, just be where your be where your feet are. That be way, with, be with your asses. <laughs> You're there. Sure, we're separating y'all. Okay. In case right. something goes a little crazy. Okay. All right. I know how you Could get. Competitive. I know how you get. I know how you are right now. Jamie says, "Bigger question is what is Chandler on, not us. What do you own? What am I on? What do you own?" I'm not on anything. Why does it? 
Why does everybody think I'm under the influence of drugs? <laughs> Do people not know this is my personality? No, because people envy how, you know, charismatic you are. Mm. Joey. Mm. Mm. I love you. I'm an intern, Shirley. I got to do what I got to do. <laughs> All right, Shirley, hit the theme song to name that sound. Come on in. Sit right down. Take a guess. And name that sound. Turn that frown. Upside down. Because it's time for Name That Sound. Now, here's the host of Name That Sound, Miss Shirley Rhodes. All right, now you throw it to me. And welcome in to Name That Sound. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Thank you, Shirley. Chat says the big dog looking cool in his shades and nice wood ducks hat. That is a sweet hat. Sweet I've got hat. some hat envy going on today. Had a little bit of hat envy when Joey was wearing the purple Braves hat earlier this week. Yeah, but same uh, here. But that's some serious hat envy. That is a sweet lid the big dog has, which he had to go to Granger Stadium to get it. Not online right now, right? Not online. I couldn't find it anywhere. I looked before the show. Yeah, so... Uh, that is looking good. All right, so Shirley was busy. I said, you know what, Shirley? I've been known to uh, cook up something. Known to get in the kitchen. I'm going to cook y'all up some oh, sounds oh, today. Oh, oh, oh. Let yourself cook. Thank you, sir. So uh, what we're going to do is a battle. And Big Dog, this is your first time on uh, Name That Sound, right? I believe so. How do you – are you a good listener, hearer? I have virtually played along with y'all before. How have you done virtually? uh virtually well so we'll see <laughs> we'll see how, how how the real experience goes jamie says another conspiracy i think big dog has a computer in those shades he is the most advanced technologically out of us mike p says shades indoors big dog big dog needs to be drug tested I'm not the one that's the outlandish personality. That's Chandler. <laughs> Why do y'all want everybody drunk? Everybody relax, okay? Do, they, do y'all go around public just saying, that guy's high? That guy needs to be drunk. I can beat the allegations. Chandler, I don't know. <laughs> All right, Shirley, uh, we talked about this. So what we're going to do, Glenn, how do you want to do it? You want to do both of you get one phone a friend? Yes. But how would that work? I guess if we go to the end and nobody's got it, you can call on Joey or Chandler to help you out. Yeah. You get one pick. Um, and Shirley, you can do the same. You got it? If you and Glenn don't know the sound. And there is a, once Chandler or Joey have been burned, the other person has to use the remaining one. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. I like it's it. A little strategery. Yeah, there. exactly. All right. So, uh, Shirley, I have put the sounds up. They are labeled sound one, two, three, so she doesn't know the answers. Um, they're at the bottom of the folder okay all right are you ready i am ready all right let's go with sound number one of big dog get in quick you got to get in quick you know the rules all right here we go sound one hi my name is Lindsay lorraine and i'm from parker colorado i am the founder of easy peasy i'm out hit it again hi my name is Lindsay lorraine and i'm from parker colorado i am the founder of easy peasy i'm out are they saying I'm out at the end? Yep. That is Shark Tank. You are correct, sir. Bang. 
Why do they say I'm out so fast? I don't know, but she's out. Barbara's out. I've never watched that show. Big dog. That's how a a big dog attacks. Kind of laying in the weeds. Wait, I don't think big dogs do that. But that was that was good I just work. Had by to you. listen. Yeah. 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 All right. Are you going to be that dog in freaking duck hunt that just pops yeah. out of the weeds and gets then just ducks back down? All right. Sound number two. Here we go. I wish I could Kelly Clarkson. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was Kelly Clarkson, too. But it, now, it took, uh, yeah. yeah. Hold on a second. Let me play that again. That's see if one I can of my ma- guilty pro- uh, pleasure songs. I wish I could remember, but I it's a great song. Wow. The song is called Shirley. Who, Who knew? knew? Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, okay. Love that tune. Pink's very talented. Very, very talented. Love, love that rap, uh, raspy her most, voice. Her most recent uh, album, Trustfall, is very, very good if you haven't had a chance to listen to it. All right. Glenn's up 2 nothing, Charlie. Yeah, I'm not I'm not happy about it right now. All right, remember, this is a speed game. I, when I play these games... Or I'll, it's not, because I've kind of let y'all figure out <laughs> it's the supposed question to be. and I've answered it. <laughs> um, most of mine are gettable. It's who can get it the quickest. Like, right. All right, so, all right, here we go. Sound number three. Barbecue soul. I want my baby, 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 Barbecue soul. Barbecue soul. I, want my baby back, baby back, baby back, I got this uh, baby sound baby back. from a YouTube making of that song. It, it's electric. And it's really good. It's electric. It's it's really cool. Check that out. All right. Uh, by the way, there's only 10 sounds in this all-star game, Shirley. Oh, great. So okay. we'll do five, and then we'll take a break and uh, do the last. All right. Sound number four. She was fat. Fat as a big girl. Ooh, remember how we met? I hit her with my car. She sent me once. Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think yeah. I had enough gas. The great all Rodney I want, Dangerfield. All no I know is, is I got I got a lot of balls. I couldn't figure out if we were looking for like a movie or a show he had been in. You, you got to start saying words. Okay. I Sometimes yeah. you know, the answer that, can be... This is Cla- uh, Classics uh, movie that he was in was a movie called Ladybugs. It was a soccer movie. Ah. I remember it. And there's a scene where he opens up the back of a van. He's standing there with Jack A. Harry, who is co-starring Jack in the movie. Jack A. Back to um, a good movie with him. Mary. Um, but anyway, he says, all I know is, is I got a lot of balls. And the camera pans over, and it's nothing but soccer balls. And I don't know why, but it was just, it's something that stuck with me and never left. I still enjoy his stand-up. To this day. Get no respect. No respect um, at all. All right. Sound number Here's my assistant, Mr. Wang. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> Sound number uh, five. Rice uh, a Shirley has hit three, three in a row, in a row. Wow. to take a three to two lead. <laughs> now, Shirley loves her some rice I do, but I can't cook it. Like, you know how rice what it looks like on the box. Okay, my mom can cook it exactly how it is on the box. But when I cook it, I follow the directions on the box, and I kid you not, I screw it up every time. I have not been able to perfect it. Is it too soupy for you, or is it not? No, dry? no, no. It's when my mom makes it, it's perfect. It's like that 
it's flaky, kind of, you know right. what I'm saying. Yes. Mine comes out soupy and crunchy. And it's just, and I follow the directions on the box and I still screw it up. Never been able to make it right. But somehow my mom can make it right and she never looks at the box. That's the talent. Yeah, that's, you know. A chef, I am not. Y'all done? We just yeah. want to hang oh, out. Okay. We're going to break. All right, let's I, take a that, break. I thought we were going to break. That's why I was waiting on Cliff. I was waiting on y'all to finish talking about Rice Maroney. We conclude our game. Shirley Rhodes up three to two. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. They serve uh, lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow Fifth Street Hardware on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room, right beside the State Theater in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, we got a few minutes to go to uh, wrap up this hour. Going to finish out Name That Sound. I had made this game for Shirley and Chandler today, but the big dog was here. And I said, come on in. Let's play. We got ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall and Jared Kalmus, who covers UTSA, coming up at 5 o'clock. We'll get back to the football talk, but having a little fun here on a Thursday. Shirley up 3-2 to two over Glenn. She's hit three in a row. Can she hit four in a row, or can Glenn tie it up? Let's hear sound number six. Yep, got him. Strong. Yeah. Very strong. It took me a minute. I was like, wait a minute. I know that, that falsetto, but Marie. it took me a minute. Three to three. We got a game. Let's hear sound number seven. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing for me is it's it's a game I've always loved to play and still love to play. And I know exactly who that is. Well, you're not playing, my friend. Nope. Hit it again. Hold on. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing for me is it's it's a game I've always loved to play and still love to play and Is that Spivey? Is that Carter Spivey? It is not, ma'am. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing for me is it's that it's a game I've is... always loved to play and still love to play and It's not Alec. Come on, Bidal. You can't lose in this hat because if you lose in this hat, I'm taking it home with me. <laughs> it's not good. Josh? Josh Gross? Uh, it is not Josh Gross. I do not have one. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing for me. Is it's it's a game I've always loved to play and still love to play. And it sounds like Josh Moylan, but it's not Josh Moylan. I bet you it's Josh Moylan. I have no clue what to do. Man, spit an answer out, big dog. The answer is Mellon. The answer Josh Moylan. Josh Mellon. Mellon. The answer is Josh Moylan. Yeah, he got it. 
He said it wasn't Josh Moylan, and then oh. you said it's Josh Moylan. I'm like, what do I do? Oh, well, that's a good point. It's got to be her because he said, well, it's not Josh Moylan, but she said, I bet But he Josh said Moylan. Josh Moylan first. Ty? Ty. Y'all just want to pass? Yes. I say give yeah, him, yeah. I say him give let, let that be a push. All right, push. All right, yeah, Josh Moylan. I was like, that voice is so yeah. familiar. Shirley I, said it's Josh, and I was about to give it to her, and she said Josh grows. I was like, oh. Here's the thing that. And I then thought, you said it, and then I was like, yeah. Well, here's it's the thing Moreland. that I thought I messed up on. He said, he said, sounds like Josh Moore. I went, I went, yeah. I saw <laughs> your, I saw your. I, hand know, and I, I wanted to be like, you want to say <laughs> that? Or? Yeah, you like that? All right, so no point there. Good round. All right. For this, I need the player that hit this uh, home run. Who hit this home run? Go. So that's a home run in the playoffs. If they don't get it, can I take a guess? Yep. Do you want to throw out a name? A home run in the playoffs? It's a you know, a home run we've memorable, we've seen. I'm gonna go Mark McGuire. Oh no, playoffs, no. I mean that was he's been in the playoffs, but that's incorrect. Oh God, uh what was the guy? The Blue Jays guy. Uh Oh, I can see it, but his name is escaping me. I can't think of the stadium that does the, the mm. that horn. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to place. I'm trying to place right. that sound. Well, we're running short on time. We're going to have to pass. Shirley, you are on it. It is... Oh, do y'all, one of y'all want to say it? Jose Batista. Joey Bats. Joey the Bats. Epic bat flip. Yeah. The home run and the bat throw to walk off home you know what gave it away to me was the horn yeah i couldn't place the horn yeah the horn was was what was throwing me off i was like i don't what stadium plays a horn all right two more it's not a two more shirley sound number nine hit it and uh i fell in love with it i realized oh my god i I can get paid to eat a to e is that what he's saying hit it again and uh i fell in love with it i realized oh my god I can get paid to eat. He's saying I can get Joey paid. Chestnut. Yep, that is correct. Paid to eat. Paid to eat. Is what At first, saying. it sounded like A to E, and I'm like, You're what, right. is, I, what I, I reference can, is yeah. that? All right, and finally, if Shirley gets it, she wins. If Glenn gets it, we have a tie. 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 Uh, name this sound. It's a crow. Shirley wins. Yep. Shirley wins it six to four over the big dog. Great game. That was a good game. Great game. Oh my goodness. Way to go. That was very if I stressful. I lose to somebody, I would rather lose to the champ. I think that was a good rookie showing though for you. Yeah, I, that was a strong showing. And strong Shirley, showing. You you're a veteran. Love that he knew pink. I want to say Shirley, good bounce back after the Kelly Clarkson miss. You went down 0-2. Yeah. You could have folded. That is, that is your you wheelhouse. Yeah. That is my wheelhouse. And and there are certain notes that Pink hits that sounds just like Kelly Clarkson. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I was like, oh, no, this is Kelly. And it didn't hit me until a couple of notes later. And then I was like, as soon as you said Pink, that's when it hit me. I was like, yeah, this is Pink. I had to finish out the lyrics. Like, yeah, I had to, yeah. I had to run through it. 
we got to take a break big dog thanks for hanging out yes sir we'll see you uh we will return with ecu hall of famer marcus crandall and utsa reporter jared kalmas he will join us on the show as we continue our ecu football opponent previews got that on the way when we return pirate radio live after this everybody seems so famous my tummy too much pressure in them that's when that taxi man turned on the radio and that jay-z song was on and that chica song was on If I could turn back time If I could find a way You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back at the Appliances Superstore. They make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. The Appliances Superstore has the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps our customers save money every day. The Appliances Superstore offers a 12-month warranty on every appliance. Plus, we'll deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones. The Appliances Superstore, off Highway 264 behind the new DMV, or shop us online at appliancessuperstore.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, Hour 3 here on a Thursday. Shirley Rhodes, intern Joey, Chan Man, and ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall. Here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Marcus, good to see you again. How you doing, man? Good to see you all as well. I'm doing good, man. I can't complain. Getting through these summer months where not a ton of sports going on, but it's preview season, Marcus. So we'll talk football here the next few months. Yeah, it's getting exciting, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to um, the season, uh, summer being over, so to speak, as far as uh, no sports around the uh, eastern North Carolina area. Maybe we'll get a, a weekly Cana- a CFL update from Marcus. You can keep us up to date on that. We can do that. For sure. <laughs> we'll, Absolutely. We'll do that uh, in July. Somehow or another. All right, so uh, we're going to continue on our ECU football opponent previews. And earlier in the week, we talked to Rich Phillips, play-by-play voice of the SMU Mustangs. They are in that group. Almost like if you look at the betting odds, there's a big four at the top with Tulane, the defending champion, uh, SMU, Memphis, and newcomer UTSA. And we'll learn more about those roadrunners today as Jared Kalmus joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. Uh, he is at Alamo Audible covering the UTSA roadrunners and uh, also a contributor over at Underdog Dynasty. Uh, Jared, I uh, appreciate your time. How you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for bringing me on, and uh, hopefully the first appearance of, of many years of uh, football between ECU and UTSA. Yeah, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, and most of all, I've said this, just it's, it's something new, it's something different. ECU playing in a dome, and the Alamo Dome at that, and I was thinking about it, Marcus, you uh, you played in the Carrier Dome, right? That's right. And won in the Carrier Dome. And we won. <laughs> and uh, so, But you don't see, uh, other than trips to Tulane, maybe a bowl game here and there, uh, it's a unique, uh, unique unique, venue, Jared, for those of us that have not played in something like that. So what's a game day like there at the Alamo Dome for football? Well, first off, you guys are going to love it. Absolutely love it. I mean, as far as play on the field, it gets really loud. I mean, you can be in the Alamo Dome for like a high school playoff game and maybe there's 5,000 people there and you're just like shocked at how loud it gets. 
just the acoustics of the roof of that dome just amplifies noise, you know, similar to the carrier dome. And uh, it really has like a, like a, like almost like a pro NFL feel. So it's different than your typical collegiate atmosphere. You know, it's a little bit less of the, of the collegiate vibe and, you know, more music over the speakers and, you know, replay boards everywhere and <laughs> a lot of beer, a lot of concessions, easy to get to. And uh, our tailgating scene is just top notch. I mean, I think you guys will really appreciate that uh, for any pirate fans that make the long trip out to San Antonio. Um, you know, we haven't been doing it long, but we do it well, that's for sure. That is good to hear, and vice versa. Uh, when you guys make a return trip here to Greenville, you'll enjoy the certainly the tailgate aspect of it. Uh, Jared, let's talk about a, a really solid 2022 that could have been even better. And I remember UTSA, we do talk a lot of gambling here on the show, and talking to uh, Jeff Nadeau, big man on campus, we were talking UTSA a lot early last year. Had that uh, heartbreaker to open up against Houston, a narrow win over Army, and then I remember thinking, all right, I I think UTSA can go in there and beat the Longhorns. That didn't happen. Week three, lost 41 to 20. So you start one and two, uh, and boy, did you finish strong after that. But man, uh, those, those couple go a different way early in the season. Uh, you could have had a real special year last year. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that Houston game, it really came down to a 12 men on the field penalty. You know, UTSA had the stop right there and pretty much had the game on lock. And then, you know, Houston gets the free first down on that special teams blunder. Uh, so that was a tough one. You know, Jeff Trailer always seemed to flush the losses pretty quickly. Well, he's been at UTSA, but you can tell that one bothered him and stuck with them for a while. So that was a big what if. And then, you know, the Texas game, you know, the score on the scoreboard at the end of the game makes it seem like it wasn't close. But, uh, you know, I, I was in Daryl Carroll Oil Stadium that night, and I can promise you the uh, Longhorn fans are not too happy to be within one score of little old UTSA at the end of the third quarter. So it was a... Uh, it was a fun atmosphere for sure, and you know the team definitely showed a lot of promise, uh, more than the record showed, and then went on to prove that promise uh, throughout conference play. They went on a long winning streak, dominated the conference, and uh, that other loss on the season didn't come until your bowl game in the Cure Bowl against Troy. Uh, but yeah, I guess if there is such thing as like earning a, a step up in conferences, UTSA did just that uh, by dominating Conference USA last year. So, uh, Jared, how about the move? Do you feel like that UTSA is going to come in and and not have to face those growing pains? You think uh, you guys are a factor from day one? Well, I think right now, I think they're in a pretty good spot. You know, I think having um, a seventh-year quarterback definitely helps in the transition. You know, I think when you see these teams make moves up, uh, you know, kind of the conference ladder, the teams that have a really established quarterback that knows their system will tend to do better right out the gate, and that's what UTSA has in Frank Harris. So they return a lot. They've got a great coach. Um, I think they've been recruiting at the right level to compete in this conference for a couple of years now. So, you know, I think they're in a pretty good spot, at least, you know, if we're, if we're talking football only, if we want to talk basketball, it's a totally different story. But um, I definitely expect the Roadrunners to be in contention for a, uh, uh, well, I guess there's no divisions, but, you know, in contention to play in the conference championship game this year. Jared, this is Marcus. Um, you, uh, Clip talking about uh, you guys finished off on a strong note last year. You finished up in the top 25, 25th uh, to be exact. Uh, what's, what's been the, men, the, the mentality for you all coming into this season, getting ready for the uh, 2023 season, coming off that 25th um, pole? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, even Finish. back to last year, I think the message that Jeff Trailer was sending to his guys was, you know, we want to show that UTSA is a program that's built to last, in his words, that it's not just a flash in the pan. You know, good quarterback, had a couple of good seasons, and, you know, it's kind of a novelty, and they'll be forgotten, right? They they really wanted to uh, 
establish themselves as a program, not just as a good team, right? So there's a lot of seniors on this team that, you know, obviously uh, will be using their super senior season. So they were certainly no obligation to return. They had their degree and all of that. Uh, then, of course, you know, NIL, portal, tampering, all that stuff. There's a lot of guys on this roster uh, that there were a lot of rumors, you know, around SEC programs and stuff trying to entice them to hop in the portal. And, you know, with one key, key exception in Zachary Franklin, everyone else came back, right? So I think they're guys that are really brought, bought into this program and want to prove that they're capable of, you know, competing at this higher level in the American Athletic Conference. Talking to Jared Kalmus covering uh, UTSA Roadrunners football. And um, I wonder about Tulane with that, Marcus, where they had a banner year last year. They got a good coach in Willie Fritz, but is that a one-year wonder or is that something they can do back-to-back years? And that's something UTSA is going through. We've seen teams have those special seasons, but, man, it's tough to to repeat it, especially like what Jared said, everybody's coming after your guys, right? Absolutely, man, <laughs> because, um, you know, from our standpoint in regards to uh, being at the top and then teams at the bottom, they're looking up at you and you got that target on your back, man, and you're the, uh, you're the giant, so to speak. And, um, but uh, to look at it from a different level, different perspective is those guys still have a target as well. They, they still have a target to get to that number one spot or, or move up from 25 to, to 24 or whatever it may be uh, for them. So um, it, it's pretty interesting for sure. But uh, definitely, you know, you got to get, got all the teams that are going to be gunning for you in the conference for sure. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. You come in almost as a Martin man, Jared, because as I mentioned, you look at the gambling odds, UTSA is right up there with SMU, Memphis, and the defending champion, Tulane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of a strange uh, position to be in, you know, moving up from a, a lower level of competition at Conference USA, you know, and, you know, I'm going to guess if I'm a guy on the Memphis roster, SMU roster, Tulane roster, kind of looking down on UTSA, like how presumptuous of them to come in here and think that they're going to compete your fun, right? So I think that there's going to be that mental aspect uh, that the Roadrunners have to keep in check as well because the depth, not just on individual rosters, but from week to week is going to be a big difference from Conference USA. Looking at the uh, the scores outside of that Troy game, which um, looks like a score from the 1960s, it uh, looks like a lot of 30s, 40s, 50s on the left side uh, in the win column for you guys. And I see a few sevens on the defensive side. How about defense? We're kind of wondering, all right, who's going to play defense? Looks like the Americans are going to have a lot of shootouts this year. How about UTSA defensively? How do they hold up on that side? I think they're a solid defensive team, definitely not as exceptional as they're on offense. Um, some pretty good individual talents. I think the problem that UTSA's had on defense, and this goes back for a couple of years, is they tend to play pretty aggressive, especially in the secondary. Um, so teams in the American are going to see a lot of single coverage, uh, you know, a lot of one safety, zero safety looks, right? Uh, so the big play ability is definitely there. You know, if you catch a defender slipping or they're out of alignment or something like that. Uh, but they play an on-man front. You know, they've got some... Pretty good talent on the defensive line. Uh, there was a freshman that broke out last year and had a freshman All-American season, Trey Moore. Definitely a name to look out for there. He's a ferocious pass rusher that um, he was like very like flexible with the line of scrimmage. Like, he tends to like dip down under blockers. So he's a, a lot of fun to watch. And um, just you know a lot of experience returning. Rashad Wisdom's one of the leaders of the defense, uh, San Antonio local, uh, that he missed half of last season with a shoulder injury. So we'll see how he bounces back from that. And uh, definitely good to get his experience and his physicality back there in the backfield. Talking to Jared Kalmus, uh, looking at their schedule, Marcus, and we'll get to UTSA schedule in, in particular. But 
you played in the ECU era of anyone, any place, anytime. We've talked about you going down to Miami and beating the Hurricanes, going up to Q's and, and beating them. And it uh, looks like uh, UTSA has taken that mindset at Houston, at Tennessee. And Army is always tough. I uh, got them in the non-conference this year. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right, Clip. And uh, you look at the Tennessee game, who's done very well over the last couple of years. Um, they, they look at their schedule and they're like, uh, this, this is this is a great opportunity for us to make a, a name for ourselves as a university uh, football team, at least, <laughs> as uh, Jared said. I uh, can't really speak for the other sports. Right. But, um, but uh, it, it's a great opportunity for them looking at their schedule because if they win or, or come close to those games, uh, they're going to get noticed around the nation. And, uh, Jared, you, you get that rematch with Houston to start off, Texas State and Army in the Alamo Dome, and then a trip to Rocky Top. So, uh, nothing else. Fans got to be pumped about this non-conference schedule. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm really thrilled. And I live in Houston, right, so it's an extra bonus for me. But uh, I know the attendance is going to be awesome for Texas State and Army games. Uh, San Antonio is a big military city. So anytime a service academy is in town, uh, it's going to be a great turnout. And that one's being on a Friday on ESPN. So a great spotlight for the program and for the conference. And uh, kind of funny that you go to Tennessee. Like, man, it's a long ways to go to play a football game. Then the conference opener the next week is even further away in Philadelphia. Yeah, it looks like the vibe <laughs> for the guys to get readjusted a little bit. But, yeah, really, if you look at a lot of UTSA schedules in the past, I mean, they've had years they never left the state of Texas. Or they yeah. left the state of Texas. That's what I was looking at. I think it's like 8 of 12 this year coming up yep. that you guys play in the state of Texas. Yeah, so there were a couple of years in Conference USA where UTSA would be pretty solid and then they would get out to the East Coast and play Marshall, Charlotte, mm. you know, schools like that, Old Dominion, and really struggle uh, with that road trip. So, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, like that game in Temple against Phil- in Philadelphia, it's quite, quite a trip, right? So. You know, to, uh, the team gets used to those longer road trips. We touched on it a little bit, Jerry, but would you say to where we are at this point, the transfer portal has been a net positive, net negative, kind of even? Like people are going after UTSA's guys. Some guys are stepping up from other schools to go to UTSA. Uh, here in uh, at East Carolina, we see guys that go to North Carolina, NC State. And, and maybe not get the time they want and come back home, so to speak. Come to, to ECU. That could happen when you're in a big state like Texas as well. So how's that worked out for the Roadrunners? Oh, man, it's been a life sin, you know, for UTSA. I think it's one of the more underrated story points of the Jeff Trailer era at UTSA. You know, before Zakari Franklin left to Ole Miss uh, this offseason, UTSA never lost a serious contributor to the portal, not a single one. And it's just hard to wrap your head around how, uh, you know, Jeff Trailer is able to pull it off. You know, UTSA has a respectable NIL program, um, but it's definitely not a power five level. Right. So these guys are really playing, you know, for love of their teammates, love their coach and all that. And they've been able to get a lot of guys that are, are from Texas and maybe were recruited by the staff at another um, another program or recruited by UTSA, you know, years ago. And, you know, just like you're describing, you know, the third string, second string, whatever, um, and they come to UTSA and become, you know, instant impact, all-conference type player. Um, I mean, Nick Troy Fortune is a really great example. So he was at West Virginia. He was a starter there, had some injuries, lost the starting spot. And then he came to UTSA, started from day one, won a conference championship, right? So a lot of guys you can point to like that, that UTSA has really, uh, really enjoyed, you know, getting a second chance to recruit some, you know, three, four-star level talent for sure. 
East Carolina will play UTSA coming up October 28th. Do you know if Victor Wimbanyama will be there to flip the coin or anything? Is uh, uh, a lot of a lot of folks excited around those parts right now, right? Yeah, no kidding. It's awesome. Uh, you know, a lot of Spurs actually have been showing up to the games in the past couple of years, so hopefully he'll come out. Um, I'm excited to see him do the coin flip because, I mean, he's so tall. It's going to be some serious gravity when that uh, coin comes down. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's out there for at least one game. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. See those old uh, – and that's kind of my fascination with the Alamo Dome. I just remember watching so many games there on TV as a kid. and They had that big blue whatever up, uh, Jared, like the curtain to – cover part of the arena but just so many uh championships great players um sean elliott hitting a corner three and uh, i don't know just a lot of i think it'll be cool to uh to be playing some football there yeah definitely and you know it's cool for uh i, I guess maybe the older fans in our fan base because the students are too young to remember those first playing in the alma dome but you know it's cool some of the moments that utsa has had these past couple of years are now kind of written into the lore of the alma dome you know like a lot of like oscar cardenas's catch utsa's tight end that's just been incredibly clutch these past couple of years you know it's like those moments for the utsa fans and the san antonio natives just kind of stand you know on that uh, same kind of pillar, right? So it's just cool to see that local tie-in, you know, and really cementing uh, UTSA at San Antonio's team and not just the universities. Jared Calmus joining us. Marcus, anything else you want to know about these Roadrunners before Man. we let Jared go? Uh, Jared, you guys have uh, experienced some tremendous amount of heat down there. How, how do those guys beat the heat as they get uh, uh, starting to prepare for the season uh, when they come back? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you they, they probably won't have as many cramps as uh, some of the other teams, right, when they're playing outdoors. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I, like, I think back to the Army game last year when they were up at West Point. I think, you know, it was maybe 80, 90 degrees up there in New York, and the Army players were, were dropping like flies, you know, even with all the training and drills and marching they do. But UTSA was so used to the crazy heat in San Antonio that uh, they weren't as phased by it. So you definitely got to take a little bit off in practice sometimes. And, you know, hear Coach Trailer say that too. They have the GPS monitoring vest or whatever. Um, so they can see, you know, the, the miles per hour they're going to practice and the heart rates and all that stuff. So they'll definitely take a little bit off here and there, you know, to protect the guy's health and all of that. But, um, you know, they use a lot of science and have a pretty great strength and conditioning coach. So I think they're, uh, they're pretty adjusted to it at this point. And Marcus, we had a uh, pretty mild spring, early summer here in eastern North Carolina, but starting to feel kind of normal June, July temps yes. now, right? Today and yesterday. Yes, sir. Lots of humidity yeah and uh it's and a, heat is that is it a different heat like the texas heat and the north carolina i think it's very similar um they've had some record breaking record breaking heat uh there i believe in the last week or so but um but yeah we haven't experienced that this year yet i always hear like out like i guess arizona or like the dry heat yes, compared Arizona's to our dry. humid heat that's right thing. yeah all right uh jared good stuff man uh we'll wrap it up with you here what are your expectations for this utsa team as we said challenging non-conference and then your first year uh in the aac although you'll see uab fau north texas and rice on the schedule so you'll get a nice feel of that league mixed with the new aac so i don't know what kind of number you looking at for this year yeah, I think right now, you know, I, th- I think I put the over at eight and a half. You know, I think nine wins feels about right for me. Uh, there's some kind of unknowns on the schedule. You know, like Army's moving away from the triple option, right? So, like, those games have been really close between the two programs. So, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, and, you know, some more road trips than UTSA's seen in the past. So, 
you know, I'm not uh, expecting the same, you know, it's hard to expect 11 win seasons year in or year out, no matter who you are, you know, unless you're Alabama or Georgia, it's probably not going to happen. Right. So, you know, nine wins feels good to me. Um, team's got to stay healthy and all that, but I, I just think week in a week out, there's going to be some tougher battles. You know, UTSA had like some auto wins in conference USA uh, from some programs that just didn't have the same level of talent. So I think that feels all right. And that, that would be a huge success for UTSA for sure. Jared, uh, great chatting with you, man. We will uh, talk to you again uh, the week of the game. We'll catch up with you and do another preview, but uh, looking forward to seeing the road runners. And, and when people have asked, you know, who do you like coming into this league? Not from a geographical standpoint. I, I don't like having a team in San Antonio and ECU's conference, but from a competitive standpoint, the venue, you guys have a cool logo, cool colors, like all that stuff. I'm on board with UTSA. I think it's going to be a lot of fun uh, having you guys in the league. Yeah, I think we're a fun team. You know, you meet a lot of people that just randomly follow UTSA just because of the the meet meep and the roadrunner and stuff but you know the meet meet marcus yeah. remember the old roadrunner oh man meet meep <laughs> uh so yeah that's good stuff jared uh thanks for joining us today man enjoyed it and we'll talk again down the road with you thank you guys same here all right there is jared calmus talking utsa football marcus if i had to pick and uh you won't let me take ecu i think i would pick this team i'm interested to see how they go from the conference usa to the aac but you can't deny what they did last year start off one and two with a heartbreaking loss to houston tough one on the road at texas and then just run the table until their bowl game that's strong it really is clip and uh you look at that team and uh since the coaching staff came in and I, b- I believe it was 2019 and then uh they didn't even get the 2020 year which we all know what right. that was right and so when you talk about sports and you talk about those short turnarounds to success Man, great job of uh, for those guys of getting those teams uh, to the top of their level of playing football field, on the football field. We'll talk uh, a little bit more about UTSA. going to talk about their coach, uh, Jeff Trailer when we return. And we'll have more for you here on Pirate Radio Live. Shirley, I got a new... Um, new song for the booty bag just for today we'll see if this get flagged gets flagged as well so let's hit it real quick give it away give it away give it away now give it away give it away give it away now give it away give it away give it away now wild power radio gonna be awesome i don't know okay we'll anthony, see anthony kiedis came by earlier today okay and dropped that for us uh, we're right. gonna give away something right now 317-1250. What are we giving away? Lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Oh, man. That's a good one. What caller? 10. Caller 10. 317-1250. Back with the Hall of Famer, Marcus Crandall. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultation is available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit, love your transformation, and congratulations to Don Skinner of Greenville. 
Picked up uh, lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Halftime Don. One of our uh, smoking buddies, the Chandler and I, during halftime of ECU basketball games. We go out, recap the first half, talk about how we're going to win the second half. Uh, Don actually checked in on Facebook earlier today. He said, hey, Cliff, me and Halftime Steve have been thinking, how about Chandler using his influence over at the athletic office and get us some chair bag seats installed outside of Menji's for halftime? If not, we transfer him. <laughs> so you better get that done chandler hitting the portal he's he's going uh gonna find him a new team to root for marcus i <laughs> uh, said speaking of round ball i'm saying we hit 20 to 22 wins this year mark it down all right that's cool with me i'd like to see a 20 win team on the court at Menji's coliseum that'd be awesome be down for that uh we were talking some football a moment ago previewing utsa and i like this market this is like See, it's a lot in in coaching, I feel like. But Texas is such a a vast landscape. Uh, But Jeff Trailer is their coach. Jeff Trailer is 55 years old. He was born in Gilmer, Texas. He went to school at Stephen F. Austin, played for uh, the Lumberjacks. He then coached, uh, got his first coaching job at Big Sandy High School in Texas in 1989. Went to Jacksonville High School in Texas. Coached his alma mater high school from 2000 to 2014. So, so less than 10 years ago, he had not coached outside of high school. Uh, he then goes to Texas, uh, the university, to coach uh, special teams tight ends. SMU, uh, where he's an assistant head coach and running back uh, coach. He then finally, for the first time in his life, goes outside of Texas, but not too far to Arkansas. Arkansas. And then he's back 2020 at UTSA. This guy has spent his entire life playing, coaching at all different levels in Texas. And I hate to say it, but you know sports. Uh, you just kind of wonder how long this guy is going to be there, Marcus, because in three seasons at UTSA, 7-5, and five, 12 and 2, 11 and 3. Yeah. I mean, just sparkling records for UTSA. Yeah, exponential growth, man, for those guys. He's done an exceptional job of getting people on board, getting this coaching staff on board, and getting players to buy into what he's uh, he's trying to preach, so to speak. And uh, great job on them all around, right? Um, great job for the uh, whomever had the hand in <laughs> hiring him. Yeah, they right? found and, a, uh, a they found a good one. Him. They didn't have to go far, so he's homegrown, <laughs> yeah. right? Which makes it more interesting, uh, as you said, in regards to uh, the story, right? And so, uh, good job for them, man. And I, I think they're good, they're going to do well in this conference for sure. Um, they've they have the proven record for sure, and uh, they just got to make the adjustment. Mike Houston's branched out a little bit, but. You know, as far as miles goes, it, you know, Mike Houston may have gone less miles than uh, than Trailer has because Texas is so big. But Mike Houston, born in Franklin, North Carolina, uh, played uh, at Mars Hill, uh, started coaching in high school in 1994, Forbush High School, T.C. Roberson High School in the state of North Carolina. He was at Brevard College in North Carolina. Lenore Ryan went down a state to the Citadel, up a state to James Madison. And so so he's been kind of in that same area as well. And, and I kind of think about a guy like Matt Rule, who 
was in the Philly area with Temple, and it's like he gets that Baylor job, and it's like, I don't know. It's kind of a weird move, right, all the way across the country. Then goes to the Panthers, then goes to Nebraska. So he's in a different category of these guys we're talking about trying to work at different places. But You know what? That, that's the traditional when you talk about coaching, though. Right? Where you're all over the place? All over the place, man. Yeah. And that, that's that's what it is, really. It uh, you got to be prepared to go anywhere when that, uh, when that phone rings or someone calls. Uh, you got to be prepared to go if you're looking to, um, you know, get higher up in the coaching realm, so to speak. And uh, Marcus, as a player, you uh, didn't go too far for your college choice, but then football took you a lot of different places. Oh, didn't yes, it? <laughs> absolutely, man. All around the world. All around the world. So uh, literally, <laughs> that's right, World League. So All around the world. You were all over the place. Yeah. All right, good stuff. Uh, we'll continue. We've knocked out half the schedule on our opponent previews. When we return from our July 4th break, we'll uh, wrap those up. Got Corey Glor going to join us from Tulane. Uh, talk to J.C. Peel, play-by-play voice of Rice. We'll get him on. So uh, we'll continue on these chats. And Marcus uh going to have some great interviews for us as well when we return from July. We'll, we'll, hold, we'll, we'll tease that. We won't say what's we'll coming say up. What's but, coming. Uh, All right, okay. Uh, like or, or you want to? No, you, no, no. We're do you good. feel good about him? Let's, let's, let's keep it All right. under the wraps. All right, good deal. Marcus, I saw earlier this week ECU uh, put out on social media – uh, who would you nominate for the East Carolina Hall of Fame? A club that you are in, that you're very proud of. It's awesome that you're in it. Um, and immediately, we you remember our chat with Carlister Crumpler? Yes. In fact, he said if if Jeff Charles isn't in this year, he's going to be upset. Yeah, right. And you don't want to get the big man upset. <laughs> don't um, get the big man upset, absolutely. Jeff Charles would be upset knowing that uh, Leonard Henry's not still in. That would be his nomination. Uh, he got on his soapbox a lot for the former Pirate running back. So there's a couple names there. The great voice Jeff Charles, running back Leonard Henry. But I want to ask you, Marcus, you played with some great players. You, you've been around. You know um, who's not in that you think maybe should be in, and and who did you come up with? Uh, well, I mean, mentioned? those two for sure, um, as we know and we've talked about over the past few weeks. Um, Jeff definitely deserves an opportunity to get in for sure, um, just as uh, Mr. Crumpler said, uh, and we uh, we concur with that sure. <laughs> that statement. Um, but uh, a couple of other names that uh, we've had him on. One one other is uh, Jeff Connors. He deserves to be in there, I believe. Yeah. Uh, who's not in there yet? So I think he's done. Uh, he's he's a big piece of the puzzle from uh, what ECU started off with in regards to when they got here and then where he took the program to, and then they're you know every year we're kind of building off of that and and not mentality. and just and on top of that too, Mark. How many guys have we talked to? where his name comes up yeah like, you lot, know what i mean a lot and that's what i mean yeah he has that resounding effect yeah no doubt uh another person uh r.i.p uh, i'm a little biased on this one is uh my former roommate and teammate is uh morris foreman hmm. uh great athlete um he was he did some special things here when he played at ecu uh he was a linebacker probably and most people don't know this but people back then did uh, he he also returned punts and kickoffs. When have you heard of that, folks? A linebacker returning punts. That's right, man. <laughs> and, and actually, I think he led the nation in punt return average at at some point. Uh, but uh, I think he's he definitely deserves a spot or uh, a nomination as well. Shirley, what do you think about Mofo? Uh, yeah, I know a lot of folks you know would be on uh, on board with that. Uh, yeah, like an entire town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Farmville would definitely be behind that. And I I have my little tiny claim to fl- fame that I was forced to guard MoFo 
<laughs> playing backyard basketball. I used to have a basketball goal in my backyard, and the neighborhood awesome. kids would come over. And uh, guys like Mofo and Jarvis Lang and Tony nice. Lang, the entire Lang no, family, and there's like eight of them, uh, and they're all really good ball players. And uh, mm. for some reason, pick on the short girl <laughs> and tell her to go guard <laughs> Mofo. Yeah. I mean, I got, go, yeah, I got oh, trucked man. a lot. <laughs> well, I played basketball with him as well, so and against him, so I, I know how that And that's went. the thing. <laughs> a lot of people think of Mofo as a football player, but he was a he very was good basketball player. He and basketball player, for sure. He, he reminds you, if you haven't watched him play basketball or didn't watch him play basketball back then, uh, you watch Magic Johnson and uh, all those guys that dish the rock um, to help his teammates out, that was Morris Foreman. He he did everything he could to uh, get his teammates involved on the foot on the basketball court, and uh, just a tremendous athlete, man. As we know. All right. Uh, so anybody else on your on the Marcus Crandall big board? Um, I, I'm gonna stop there. Okay. Uh, because um, you know you, you hate to leave people off, but I, I think those two are, are or those four are enough of right now. All right. Uh, when you mentioned Morris Foreman playing uh, basketball, it didn't play for ECU, obviously. But I thought about Domain Duckett, who played football and hoops at ECU. How about this week, Marcus? East Carolina got a commit from a tight end, a Nick Slogic or Slogic. I've never heard his name said. I've just read it. We'll go Slogic. Uh, he is a tight end and a baseball player, and looks like he's going to give it a go on both. So he was a Pittsburgh uh, Panther commit um but saw his recruitment take off for football so he's been offered an opportunity to play both football and baseball at east carolina we we haven't seen that in a long long time haven't seen in a long time and i think it's tremendous uh in regards to um him getting that opportunity to to do that uh i think it's uh, when you talk about playing high school sports and you're playing multiple sports, I think it just bodes well for your uh, for your school, who's uh, wherever you're going, uh, because the the amount of education and experience and all those things that go along with sports uh, from one sport to the next, it all transition into that other sport, whatever well, you're going to play. Cliff Godwin practices what he preaches. There's a famous quote that's it's almost like a meme at this point. It goes around. I see a lot of people putting it up where he said, you give me a... A, an awesome player who only focuses on baseball growing up or you give me you know a multi-sport athlete who is a good all-around athlete who happens to be good at baseball as well he said give me that guy that's not just specializing in baseball give me the the overall athlete uh you can do more with it and and now he's going to get a guy who is going to try to play both here I need to talk to uh camo kevin monroe i know he was uh, on the baseball team that's when right. he played here so yeah. need to uh, get his thoughts on that because marcus that's uh man these athletes we talked to garrett sailor ecu pitcher yesterday who just wrapped up his career and he was enjoying his rest but he was also confused like mm. i've had to do so i've had a schedule for the last four or five years i don't know what to do now like think about a two-sport athlete you're not gonna have any free Man, time almost absolutely so, yeah. it's gonna be <laughs> tough but uh but that'll be interesting to see how he does all right let's uh take another break we'll come back more with marcus crandall ecu hall of famer joining us here on a thursday edition of pirate radio live back with you after this Your 
are listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. You can shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, doing a little Canadian geography here with Marcus Crandall. I'm going to do a province quiz with Shirley Rhodes one week and see how she does. Oh, Lord, I don't. I'm not very good with geography, or the, or as Bryce would call it, the geographicals. <laughs> the geographicals. I had we, to learn we, all we these back in the day. It, how often do you look at the map, though? Really? Uh, what type of geography are we talking here? Well, I Canadian do, in this uh, particular case. Yeah, Google uh, Maps. Like, if I need nah. to find out how far it is to drive somewhere, well, I can I can know states. You know, I mean, cities like Quebec. Yeah, that's the name of a city. Yeah. So anyway, okay, you get a gold star. Vancouver. That, that, I was in Toronto uh, that's, that's last the year. That's the province. Uh, Quebec. Okay. And uh, here's uh, here's Joey down here in Puerto Rico, Marcus. You ever oh. been to Puerto Rico? Oh yeah. You been? Yes, sir. Visit my. That's where all my family is. So I visit there whenever we can. And your yeah. folks are in uh, Fayetteville. Yep. All right. So right there's... now chilling, cooking a pizza. Any any impact from the? I, I think it was a tropical storm or something. Like yeah, that, so years ago? like the hurricanes happen all the time. Yeah. Uh, but that last one, I bought I bought my uh, family friend a uh, generator for his, uh, for awesome. his house. Yeah. In exchange for a puppy, who's now my son. So. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would try to help out when we can, but yeah, just like it, it's pretty tough. The, yeah, it was the government is not the best, you know. So like, yeah. And like, there's only so many things you, you're you know the phrase out there on an island you're literally yeah. out there on an island like as far as reinforcing and the way you build it and all that stuff yeah. like nature's gonna do what it does oh, right yeah. like and then when things like that happen they know that of course outside families want to help or visit and stuff that's when the ticket prices for the planes oh yeah they go crazy so yeah, absolutely yeah uh, we try to get out there when we can but it's, it's fun i'll do a little on location one day you know <laughs> yeah that'd be fun awesome um marcus crandall here joining us in the pirate radio studios marcus uh looking at i saw some nba headlines today Mm -hmm. we can jump to so james harden wants to go to another team is that where we are Uh, yeah he wants to go to another team his options he's signed into his (laughs) option though so yeah exercises 35 million dollar option but they want to trade him so some other team's going to pay for it not the sixers Mm. Mm. How uh, Bradley Beal introduced uh, with the Phoenix Suns today? How big oh, of an impact is that? I think that's going to be an issue. You yeah. got Devin Booker who wants to shoot, KD who wants to shoot, Bradley Beal who wants to shoot. You lost your facilitator. Who is their point guard? I don't know. You lost your facilitator in Chris Paul. I, I guess you got campaign. And then they're trying. I think they're trying to get a guard and move DeAndre Where- in, but. You're probably gonna, they're probably going to have Devin Booker be that guy, yeah. the ball handler, right? the ball handler. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you do have a situation where you have a lot of scores. All right, I think uh, they need to improve on the defensive end for sure. Uh, yeah. Because if you score a lot of points, um, you know you got you got to be able to stop somebody as well. So um, you know, as much as 
they're going to be explosive on the offensive end at some point, especially when you get to the playoffs. And when you get down to championship basketball, uh, you're going to have to be able to make those stops down the stretch. Looking at the odds right now, the way too early odds, uh, there is a group of four kind of at the top. Celtics, the favorite, what I'm looking at on FanDuel right now, followed by the defending champion Nuggets. Then you got the Bucks, and then you got those Suns. Is that fair? Is that are, the, yeah. That's interesting to me because I feel like they lost huge value in Marcus, Marcus Smart, Smart and didn't really gain much when it comes to Porzingis. I mean, I'm not the biggest Porzingis fan. And to put him in a four or five position next to Jalen Brown or Tatum, I don't I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, you're going to – this is exactly what I was just talking about. You're going to lose a, a, an all-around player as – well, I guess Porzingis is – kind of all around but uh, Marcus he, he just had that tenacity he had that tenacious defense that he played and uh, he would match up up against the uh, you know some of the best players and, and shut him down when he could uh, but uh, it's, it's going to be interesting alright um, I, I I wouldn't have put them at the top alright I wouldn't have who would you put uh, at the top man that's a great question <laughs> I, I, I would actually put the Nuggets man to be the man you got to beat the man I, I say the Nuggets you said that. so. Who else is there up there? I'm sorry. Celtics, Nuggets, Bucks, Suns. I don't like. I I don't like any of those teams right now. I mean, well, the who Nuggets, is, somebody's got to win it. Somebody <laughs> does got to win it. I I don't I don't see why the Hornets aren't up there. I, mean, I, 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 I really do think Denver's going to be that new. Um, uh, don't say the team. D word though. Ain't yeah, no I, dynasty I think they're going to be the new dynasty. No, no. I I really do, man, because you got to. There, there are no teams that are going to match up with them, right? And uh, when you get deep into the playoffs and you get to um, the, the finals, man, um, it's going to be hard to beat them for I sure would, when you talk about matching up. Joey, let's take a long shot or a longer shot. What we think about the uh, – how about the Kings? Another year of the Kings. Get even better this year. Oh, they'll get better. Win yeah. a playoff series. They'll get better because I like the coach that they got. Uh, that guy came from the Warriors, and so they got like – a good fundamental like uh you know core with De'Aaron Fox and stuff like that and now he's back with uh his hot college teammate Malik Monk and stuff so Kings are good but I don't know about uh, All right. making a great play. I, I just think experience got them right they hadn't been there in a long time and uh, just kind of possibly got overwhelmed by the fact of just making it to the playoffs yeah they, they would be ahead of their window like it took the Nuggets a while to that's right and they were together for a while mm-hmm. and yeah. It took a healthy Jamal Murray, uh, too, to, to get him there at the end. Tell you what, even though they were in the finals, um, I feel like the Miami Heat have a good chance next year if they can somehow get their hands on Damian Lillard and not give up too much away. Plus 1,700 right now are the Heat, kind of basically three, six, seventh on the list behind the Warriors and Lakers. you got to put them up there. If they can give up a couple picks, Tyler Hero, and package it to Portland, I mean, that would be a pretty <laughs> big up improvement for Miami. I no just want to see Dame go rock out somewhere else. I love Damian Lillard. I'd I'd like to see him win there, but if he can't, uh I wouldn't mind him winning somewhere else. Big Dame fan. All right, any what are you following anything right now in the sports world, Marcus? You watching CFL or anything? Watching um I've watched some CFL over the over the past few weeks while I was up in Canada actually. Uh over the past couple of weeks, um no. Uh but uh, but I have kept up with the scores and all of that. Um yeah. And the one thing, as I mentioned, I, I have to mention it because I'm a, I'm a proud dad. <laughs> one thing in sports, uh, from a family standpoint, is my my son. I'm in that that 
transfer portal and all that <laughs> <laughs> mode right now. My son decommitted from uh, Colgate College, uh, University and he uh, committed to Arizona State. So now, okay, Sun Devil. What? Yes. What sport is he talking about, Joey? I have no idea. Well, take a guess. I mean, you got a football Canada. Hall of Famer here, uh, and he's from Canada. And, soccer. Yeah. And, Oh, that's a good guess, no. actually. La- uh, lacrosse or hockey? That, that's There you go. Hockey. Last hockey. One. Arizona State hockey, Marcus. Arizona I got to say, I didn't know that was a thing. It is. How it does is the ice not melt? Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, though. That's um, like Vegas winning the NHL title. Well, that's, uh, that's really neat. So when will he be enrolling? He's actually uh, going to play another year of junior hockey uh, somewhere, um, probably where he is right now, which is St. Albert. Um, sorry, actually, uh, Sherwood Park uh, with the Crusaders. Um, and then in 2024, that's where he was. <laughs> actually, all, all the teams that recruited them from the beginning, they were wanting him to play another year of junior hockey and then go to go to college in 2024. All right, what is uh, – compare that to – is that like AAU or Showcase Baseball, or what is junior hockey? Junior hockey. How would you put it into that's, American that's, terms for me? Yeah, I would say AAU. Kind of like, yeah, uh, okay. like that. So he goes to high school, but this is it. Junior hockey is a AAU team, basically. Yeah. This club it's, it's, team. Yeah, as far as basketball, uh, baseball is like a farm league, okay, so to All speak. Right. And um, you know, but uh, but but you can still you're still playing it while you're in high school as well. So we had uh, Brooks Hill, former Pirate Radio intern. We got to take a break, Charlie. Our final break. Uh, he is the play-by-play voice of Binghamton. It is a. He called it to explain it to my dumb brain, like a single A hockey affiliate up in Binghamton, New York. But he says they have their own draft and everything, and they look at those junior leagues and stuff like that. So I guess it's a little different, the hockey world compared to other sports, right? It, it really is. It, I mean, uh, you have some of the sports, basketball, they have the different leagues or whatever, and baseball as well. It's just another opportunity for kids to continue on playing, continue playing if they want to. Uh, more pools uh, for, you know, professional teams to to pull from and right. all those good things. So it's good for the sport. All right, Mike P is our lacrosse guy. He said lacrosse world championships going on now. Semis on ESPN two tonight. Joey, could that be your pick of the day? We'll find out when we return <laughs> after this. <laughs> You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, The Dow was uh, closing today on a good note. They were up 269 points, finished at 34,122. The NASDAQ remained unchanged at 13,591 and the S&P was up 19 points at 4,396. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC. Member, SIPC. Now, back to Clip. Wrapping it up with Marcus Crandall. Marcus, the hour flies by, as always. Let me ask you this final question. We had Rich Shea on earlier this week. He's the president of Major League Eating. You got the Nathan's hot dog eating contest on July 4th. Now you're in great shape. You're not a glutton. But if you took on myself, Shirley, Chandler, Joey in an eating contest and you got to pick the food, 
What food could you eat a lot of in a short amount of time? Oh. What would you pick? Okay. Uh, pizza. All right. Not not saying that I would do it. <laughs> no, but that, that would be... Okay. Glenn uh, Griffin said he could take us all down. I'd definitely be last. <laughs> Wait, you just want to eat no, a pizza? I'm just saying, I, I have a few pizzas. Well, and... What could you eat a lot of in a short Man. amount of time? Uh, like, I, like, you know, Chick-fil-A nuggets would be good for me. I could... Okay. I could Nothing. I mean, I can, I can say, I can still say pizza. Okay, yeah, we'll go pizza. Uh, coffee's yeah. in the summer or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just love it. Love yeah, Marcus it. out there, love July Fourth, hot coffee. He'll yes. kill everybody. Absolutely. Uh, Marcus, enjoy the man. it up. <laughs> Have a good fourth, and uh, we'll reconvene in a couple weeks. All right, you guys too. Be safe. Enjoy it, man. We'll see y'all, fine folks, uh, coming up Friday, three o'clock, on an all new edition of Pirate Radio Live. For the crew, I'm Clip Rock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.